Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bullen, alongside Braxton the Burley Taylor. Ooh, Burley. Now we're talking. <laughs> I saw uh, saw you yesterday. <clears throat> yep. And uh, <clears throat> it had been a couple weeks in, since we seen each other. It's true. Because I had a kid and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. So we took a little break. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back, but, baby. But uh, I saw him, and I was like, you're looking very burly today. Oh, and I appreciate and like, that. I don't know if I'm supposed to take that as a compliment. <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but thank you. I was you. like, no, you look good. You look good. Thank you. He's got thank you. some flowing locks he's working on. Yeah, I'm growing my hair out. He's growing out his uh, his beard. He's yeah. going to look like a, a Viking. No, well, I wouldn't go that far. I'd I would like to do that. <laughs> I, I don't think I would discredit the Vikings that much. But uh, yeah, here we are back we are. once again. Uh, yeah, so those of you who are thinking like, whoa, this is another week extra that um, they said that they were going to be back. Well, that <laughs> is, is because <laughs> the first week we didn't do one uh, was because that's when we thought that Andrew was going to have his kid. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. And in uh, all good things, right? Uh, because of, you know, a lot of good things happened. Um, yeah. And they... You know, his wife didn't get induced. Anyway, long story short, so we we didn't, we didn't do an episode that week because we thought it was going to happen, and it didn't. And the next week, I had uh, a trip, and then we came back, and then he, then he had a skit. <laughs> so here we are, uh, three weeks away from now. <laughs> so here we are, guys. Uh, yeah, a lot of great are. stuff is happening, um, as many of you may or may not know. Um, over in ye old London, uh, they're having Star Wars Celebration. Um, this is the European circuit of, of this, uh, or European stop, excuse me, of the circuit. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff. Today is the first day. No, this is the second day, right? This is the second day, I believe. Uh, it's the first day. Is it? Okay. Well, I thought yeah, it was Thursday. Friday. Okay. Um, <clears throat> The first day, I actually thought it started on Thursday, yeah, too, because that's what they did last year. Yeah, well, then but, the, no, when we went, it, too, so... It's Friday through Monday this year, so oh, today was so the it's first even shorter. day. shorter. Um, Interesting. And it's... We're, we're going to go into a bunch of stuff from, from mm-hmm. the panel they announced. Lots to talk about. Yeah. Which is essentially, that's what we're doing for today's podcast. We're just going to yeah. talk through... Because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot about. to talk yeah, about. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. We're going to go through that, and then we're going to discuss the last episode of The Mandalorian that mm-hmm. has come out as well for a wee bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but before we do that, I do want to mention our uh, Patreon producers. Yes. Who we are very thankful for, um, and you guys can join this for $5 a month on our Patreon, and uh, you get um, exclusive content. You get uh, a, a podcast that is just... Um, you can only access through that called and other stuff where we talk about nerdy things that are not Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also get a shout out on our podcast and you get the podcast usually within a day or mm-hmm. two days early of Jedi Eternal. So that's also nice. But uh, we want to thank our Patreon producers, which include Tara Bolin, Grace and David Gill, Alex Mason, Corey Wise, Jay Camdar, Jenna and Promise. So we want to thank them thank all you. very much. Yeah, uh, I will say, um, you know, obviously April is uh, is upon us now. Obviously, we're in the first week of April. And so this month, we are uh, owe you guys an episode on that uh, and mm-hmm. other stuff podcast. Yep. Um, and we, we t- normally like to pull out um, for our main topic on that. We, we have a more f- free-flowing discussion on that side, but, but we tr- do try to have like a main uh, topic as well. And anyway, uh, well, there's like a bunch of movies that are coming out and a, a bunch of games that have come out. Yes. And... Um, 
Um, so because it's kind of piling up, uh, those of you who are our patrons uh, and our producers, excuse me, um, I'll probably put up a kind of poll to see what you guys would prefer us to talk about. That'd be good. Uh, list some of the movies that's been coming out, some of the games and stuff. Um, we're going to try to talk as much as we can about all this stuff, but we like to pay special attention to one thing. So anyway, keep your eyes and ears open for that. And if that is anything that interests those of you who are not already uh, patron producers, uh, feel free to join up for five bucks. Put your input on that, and we'll um, record an episode this week, or excuse me, this month. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have some good stuff coming out there for you. And there is plenty of stuff on there as already. So if you're not a Patreon producer, um, please jump on there for five bucks. You have tons of content on there, um, just from the and other stuff alone. And so uh, yeah, you're gonna enjoy. It, I guarantee it. And if you don't like it, then you can just not resubscribe for <laughs> next <laughs> exactly. month. So, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. But without further ado. Drew, go ahead. Yeah, so we're going to just jump straight into this. Um, yeah. As of this morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the very first uh, panel happened at Star Wars yeah. Celebration. Um, it was called the Lucasfilm Showcase, where they essentially um, you know, talked about current things that are already going on, um, upcoming things that they are doing, future plans, all that stuff. It's kind of the, yeah. I would say, the biggest event at Star Wars Celebration, sure. and they kick it off with it. It's just this yeah. big, like, here's what's here's what you guys had to look forward mm, to. Yeah. And so, yeah. of course, it's always a very exciting time for us as Star Wars fans. Uh, very depressed I wasn't there today. But, <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, me too. <laughs> I know Andrew Andrew was like, hey, did you watch any of the live stream today? And, like, honestly, I didn't have any time because of work and stuff because it's early in the morning where, where we're at when it was uh, – so. anyway. But I'm like, honestly, I don't even know that I even wanted to because it would just uh, yeah. cause a wave of depression. <laughs> Yeah, so so. Uh, so we're just going to kind of go over everything that they talked about, and then we'll, you know, discuss our opinions on it, our thoughts on it, and go sure. from there. So yeah, yeah. To, to start all this off, we're going to um, talk about Andor Season 2. Yes. So Andor Season 2 was uh, brought up. They, uh, they talked about um, it's going to be another, you know, 12-episode season. And um, is confirmed to be the last of this series. They confirmed that for sure during this uh, this panel that this will be limited series. This will be the end of it. Yeah. And they're halfway through production, and it's planned to wrap filming in August 2023. Um, they debuted at Celebration a two-minute sizzle reel. Mm. That showed shots of all the previously seen characters from the first season of Andor in like new costuming and attire. You know, you have to you have to remember from what we've heard about this that uh, this season will span most likely span five years. That's what we heard yeah. originally. Right. Um, so you can imagine that there will be some changes within our characters on how they look, their appearances and stuff throughout that time. But um, and then the footage capped off with Cassian giving a smirk dressed in a regal uniform with his hair upwards. Mm, so kind of, you know, yeah. getting all fixed up for something. Yeah. Um, and they uh, have that set as a release date of August 2024. Nice. Okay. So Interesting. Uh, so, you know, that's essentially going to be a year after uh, Ahsoka because, yeah. as you'll see in a minute, when we talk about Ahsoka, it gets released right. in August. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Anything? Yeah, think? nothing really. Um, you know, I, I think that we actually discussed this when we were going over the first season of The Acolyte when it was airing. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Uh, Andor. 
What did I say? You said the acolyte. <laughs> I'm thinking ahead. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. folks. No, you did. Uh, as I told Andrew, I'm running on fumes <laughs> here today. So I, I'm, I'm trying to get into it. Sorry. Anyway, for Andor, we talked about that last time. And, and there's a lot of like new, fresh elements in this that were uh, maybe not everything that I preferred. But what I did say is I'm actually looking forward to season two. Because, yes, the first season, and I don't, I don't want to get into it, right? But the first season was a great show, but it just had a lot of missing elements in terms of Star Wars for me personally. But like I said, for season two, I was looking really, really looking forward to it because it's leading up closer to the events of what we know is going to pan out. Mm -hmm. So we know it's going to have to start tying in more with the existing uh, canon and lore of, of, of what we see in, sure. in um, uh, wow. Rogue One. Rogue One, yes. Anyway, so long story short, I, I'm actually looking forward to season two uh, yeah. even more than season and they, one for sure. And they said uh, again here that it will, th it's going to end at the beginning of Rogue uh, that's One. Awesome. And, and they said, you know, they said again that like you're going to appreciate Rogue One with a whole new, sure, uh, with a, this whole new perspective. And 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 because uh, I watched. It was an interview that happened after the panel with uh, the director and and Diego Luna, yeah. and they were basically saying like, "In our hope is that when this season, when that season ends, as soon as it's over, you're immediately going to go and turn on Rogue One and watch Rogue One again because oh, it does, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. meant to be." Which is, yeah, I'm saying it's funny because it's kind of cyclical, right? Or it's like, it, let's not even say cyclical. It, it's like uh, it's like Inception because Rogue Run, Rogue. Oh my God. <laughs> Rogue One was created to give you more of an appreciation for New Hope, mm -hmm. and then now they're making a, a Andor, which yeah. gives you more appreciation for Rogue One. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's but kind of that, inception. Isn't that all of Star Wars in a sense? It, they're everything, consistently making things to give you more appreciation right. everything for everything yeah. that's in Star Wars. Uh, usually, <laughs> yeah. in most circumstances, is is made with intentions of enhancing and world building on something we've already right. established but right um which is i love that about star wars yeah so i mean so what about you i mean are you what season two of andor are you just as excited going in not as excited just as much i would whatever. say i am more excited for season okay. two than yeah, i was yeah. season one sure one of those reasons being when season one debuted i didn't know what to expect really uh, yeah. i didn't know what yeah. to think yet um and you know season one's over now is it my favorite star wars thing ever no but i do think it was extremely well made right. I think it was i think it was really well done so now as we get even closer to um the events of rogue one and a new hope yeah. i think that it is going to be really interesting to see how they how they do that and i think that the the stakes are going to be so high right sure and we know some some big things have to go down so yeah and that's what i was going to say um you know for season two I, i'm even more excited because if if they can continue the level of performance and the level of writing that they they doled out in season one, but then coupling that with the very familiar Star Warsy things that I'm I'm I personally look for, if they can mix those two things together. Mm -hmm. Season two could be phenomenal. Yeah. So, so really, something to look forward to in the summer of yes. 2024. Yeah. So. Uh, Next up is on our on the TV docket uh, that they released is uh, about the acolyte. So the acolyte is something that has been highly anticipated by a lot of people, and something that uh, honestly it was kind of a long shot, but many people were kind of thinking was going to come out in twenty twenty three. 
So it was, uh, I'll just go ahead and jump ahead here a little bit, but they did confirm that it is a release date of 2024. So just getting that out there for people who are expecting this year, it is coming out next year. So some of the, some of the new details that they, they gave us is that the series creator and showrunner Leslie Headland um, confirmed that the Acolyte is told from the perspective of the bad guys, the Sith. And uh, it which is, I love. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's going to be such a unique yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. We don't really have that. Right. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. In canon, yeah. Uh, anyway, it is set in the High Republic era before the beginning of the prequel trilogy, which that's not anything too new uh, to us thus far. Right. Um, but it says during this time, Dark Sider users uh, are outnumbered and from a certain point of view. Huh. Anyway, uh, can be considered the underdogs of the Star Wars universe. The Acolyte is the furthest back in the timeline that the fans have seen a live-action Star Wars story. Um, it also says that Hedlund originally pitched the Acolyte as Frozen <laughs> meets Kill Bill, which is a very... That's a, I, don't even know odd, what, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Is there going to be musical numbers in this? Because I'm not sure that I'm going to like that. <laughs> Frozen meets Kill Bill. And what way is it like? I, okay, I get Kill Bill, but what way is it going to be like Frozen? But anyway. Well, so in Frozen, you have. So this is just complete speculation, but in yeah. Frozen, you have Elsa, who is kind of becomes a villain, the villain. for yeah, a little bit. I and see. Then, but then eventually <clears throat> turns back. So okay. I, it almost makes okay. you wonder if, if there will be. So a so to speak villain that maybe redeems. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Somehow, yeah. In some way. Maybe it was, that's that's what makes me think about Frozen. Now the yeah, Kill Bill, someone who's misunderstood or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Kill Bill part, I mean, they want to kill someone named Bill. I don't know. Have you not <laughs> seen the kidding. movie? Have you? Seen I actually, it? have not seen uh, Kill well, Bill, so I have I, no reference. I watched of, it a long time ago. I know um, there's like a blonde girl in a in a yellow jumpsuit. Yeah, with a sword. Yeah, and and yeah, I don't really remember the plot that much, but that's basically all you really need to know. <laughs> but she like wants to kill someone named Bill, right? Yes, like really bad. Yeah, Bill's like yeah. a is like the leader of this gang or something like that. But anyway, yeah. So it'll be interesting for sure to see how it is. Frozen meets Kill Bill, but Kathleen Kennedy said that she has uh, blown away with the first four completed episodes that she's seen thus far. Um, from the show's main cast, uh, Squid Games star Lee Jung Jae. Uh, was revealed to be played or be playing as a Jedi Master along with a former Chewbacca actor, Junus Sutoma, uh, who is playing a new Wookiee Jedi Master. Yeah. That's just keeping say, with the Woody. Wookie, I just me. absolutely love that. I yeah. love that they're bringing <laughs> yeah, him yeah, in. Yeah. He played Chewbacca, of course, yeah. but they're bringing him in to just play another. They're like, hey, yeah. you already know how to do this. Yeah. You've got the, the look. you got it down. You're a Wookiee, man. So Come on. you're going to play another Wookiee. I just love that, actually. Yeah. I, I love that it's like a weird continuity that we didn't know like, that we such a great needed. guy from everything oh, yeah. I've seen. He's just and really he cool. Loves Star Wars. And he loves Star Wars. Yeah. So why not? You know, why not? Yeah, because I remember seeing an interview with him and he was just like, he was. I just remember the first time um, when Solo came out that he was just like so excited. He's like, I'm just so like excited that I get to, to uh, reprise a character. Yeah, from, yeah. Anyway, uh, but anyway, so kind of the last thing that they released here was the Acolyte is confirmed to be wrapping production next month in May of 2023. Um, so they did drop some exclusive footage here. Yes. Um, you was going to say something. Well, I was going to say, I did manage to find this online, uh, most of it online. Yeah, and watched yeah. it That somebody had sneaked. It's difficult to see some of the details because they're clearly trying to sneak it, but, but you can find it out there. Right. Uh, but it does say the uh, 
excuse me, the first ever footage reel for the Acolyte has shown exclusively to Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023 attendees. The footage opens in a Jedi Academy on Coruscant with Lee Jung Jae's Jedi Master character leading a class of younglings. Amanda, Amandala, Mandela, Mandela. Uh, Stenberg's mysterious lead character is seen lurking through alleyways and then in a standoff with Carrie Ann Moss's uh, martial arts-inspired foe who can block all of her moves with the Force in a hand-to-hand combat. But that's a six. Yeah, that was really right. cool. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited to see more of that, that which is probably part of the Kill Bill uh, thing there. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we cut to Jodie Turner-Smith's character who looks like a royalty, or looks like royalty, in a princess gown-like dress walking surrounded by crowd in cordial attire. Um, the shot that book ends... I'm sorry... The shot that book ends the footage shows all the Jedi characters, Daphne Keene, Charlie Barnett, etc., and their master with their lightsabers equipped and ready for battle. So if you do find that uh, leaked little uh, uh, footage, you do not see that last part with the, uh, with the um, well, with the, like the princess gown-like dress thing and with the uh, all the Jedi characters. Uh, you don't see that part. But, uh, you know, if you want to see that, it is out there for you to view at least about half, if not three-quarters of that. So, Yeah, and I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled for yeah, this, yeah. this show. Um, what, I, what I saw looks really cool. Um, you know, with what we've learned with Star Wars is like, you know, uh, <laughs> Keep your expectations at <laughs> at a minimum. At a minimum, and let it surprise you. <laughs> and let it surprise you, because unfortunately, just because this looks cool, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be cool. That's very true. Um, but it does. Yeah. It does look really promising, and you know, I just I love the Jedi. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I really love the High Republic. Yeah. What they what they've established in the High Republic has been super great. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> to see where they where they go with this and and as yeah. we know this is leading very closely into what they now call the uh fall of the jedi era mm-hmm. um so yeah with that um <clears throat> what help me out what, is it 50 years or 100 years before we talk about this i think like every time because i always forget they said it was either 100 or 50 years before the phantom menace do you remember which um one? I think it was 50. I think it was 50. <laughs> I think we said 100 last time. I don't know. And it ended up being I, I, 50, but... Yeah. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. It's somewhere through there. <laughs> but, you know, I think... So, you know, you see the High Republic, Jedi, you know, the golden robes, everything. So cool to see. Oh, yeah. Action. Yeah. Um, you know, you see that. You see, you know, we're going to get a bunch of Jedi... We're obviously going to be getting Sith, and we're going to be getting Jedi yeah. versus Sith. You know, which I mean, come cool. on, come on, yeah, we love that. Um, and really, you don't get as much of that as you think you would in Star Wars, uh, <laughs> right? But, yeah. uh, but what I think, I think though, there's one big thing that they're not telling us, but it has to be, and that is, there has to be a Sith Lord involved in this. True, right? Yeah, and and in my eyes based on what we know mm. i really think darth plagueis has to be involved in this i mean in terms of the timeline yeah i think and it I, only makes sense and i think though again they're not telling us any of this i think this series what it, this series truly comes down to is it is a story of how plagueis mm. ends up being defeated mm. and palpatine takes 
Which would be a good story. I yeah. mean, because I and I think the problem with that is is that it looks like the show is trying to retain or not retain necessarily, but uh, create its own identity. Sure. In the Star Wars sure. universe, and especially with uh, like. Um, Headland, Ashley Headland, mm-hmm. or whatever her name yeah. was. You can clearly tell, especially unfortunately for some of the other comments and some of the things that she said, is that she clearly wants this to be a non-Star Wars, Star Wars thing. You know, which mm. luckily, in terms of the content that we've heard thus far and and the trailer that we've seen, it looks like it's still going to be ritually Star Wars, which I'm very glad of. And we'll see. I mean, obviously, as you said a second ago, you know, you can't don't count your eggs for the you know chickens yeah. for the eggs hatch type thing, but. Um, long story short, you know, uh, I would find it surprising as much as I would like it to happen and as much as it makes sense to happen, I would be kind of surprised if it does evolve into a uh, a Palpatine rise story um, just because of that, the fact that she's trying to make it her own well, thing, you know. And, uh, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's going to be a Palpatine rise story. Gotcha. Yeah. I think it is going to primarily focus on new characters that we don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think within that story, you you end up getting the puzzle pieces that connect Plagueis to transition to sure. Palpatine. Yeah. I don't think that's the the primary focus. I don't even I don't even know that that they'll really be prominent characters. But if this is an acolyte, if this is a Sith, mm-hmm. we know that an acolyte of the Sith means that there is a master, right? right. And, acolyte and, and being we assume, a follower, right? We assume yeah. that this is a that the rule of two is still established. Sure. Yeah. So then we assume there is a Sith Lord. Now, there is some questions there based on the timeline and everything. How and how long was Darth Plagueis Sith Lord? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And and if that. Either way, I think Darth Plagueis has to be involved is what I'm getting at. Because even, sure. let's say, let's say this is too early for Palpatine to ever be involved, okay? Mm-hmm. Then then I think this ends up being the master of, of Plagueis and Plagueis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. You know what I mean? I still, No matter how you spin it, I think Plagueis has to be involved. He has to be involved in some capacity. Because of the yeah. time period that we're in. I agree. Because we are so close to the Phantom Menace, and by the time of Phantom Menace... Um, by the time of Phantom Menace, uh, uh, Palpatine's already involved. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I mean, it, like you said, no matter how you cut it, at the very least, Plagueis needs to be involved in this. Uh, because, again, you know, I've heard some people say, well, yeah, but he's, we don't really know about him in canon anymore. Like, well, there is mentions of him, can't we? Obviously, episode three of the saga, we hear about him and stuff like that. So we he, know, he, we know, no matter what. We know in canon, we know he is the Sith Lord before Palpatine. Right, right, and he is the one that that you know Palpatine apprentice under. Um, so yeah, I mean, so in terms of the timeline of how old uh, Plagueis is, or not Plagueis, excuse me, Palpatine is, it would just make sense that Plagueis would be in this timeline. So I think we're kind of beat a dead horse on that. But yeah, I think I think it only makes sense that he's going to be in yeah. this to some capacity. And I think that's one of the big like surprise reveals of this series that they're holding close to their chest. Right. They're not going to even if it's kind of obvious. I don't, they're not going to say. I that. think they want it to be a big <laughs> kind of a big surprise. Um, right. Anyways, I'm really excited about this this series. Oh uh, yeah. I think that you know so much potential here. So but let's go ahead and, and yeah. move on to what they showed us next. There was Skeleton Crew. Mm-hmm. So. Um, as some of you may know, 
they they showed a skeleton crew last year at celebration you know when i was actually there and i right. saw some images and things of that nature but now they are they did show a like a, a teaser trailer type deal there um you know this the series creator here is uh john watts so if you don't know who that is he is the mcu spider-man trilogy director mm, yeah so that's already very promising in my opinion because he's fa- he did fantastic with those movies um, but also you have the Daniels involved who did everything everywhere all at once. Mm, so again, yeah, that's another, another big one. You got David Lowry who did the green Knight, oh, which is another, yeah. so they got, they got some eight twenty four people uh, on there. <laughs> Jake Schreier who did, uh, Netflix's beef. Don't know anything about that, but I hear it's people are saying good things about that. Yeah. You got Bruce Dallas Howard who we've, um, known to have done great things and lee isaac Shung, who did minari i have no idea what that is but anyways mm-hmm. but lots of prestigious directors involved in this series mm-hmm. so that really is uh that's really um promising to me on a side note is this is this a typo or is this a completely different person bryce dallas howard bruce dallas howard Oh, no, 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 That's a typo. I was about yeah, to say, yeah. I'm like, wait a second No, here. that's just a typo. I'm like, yeah. wow, this guy has really close ties to <laughs> no, the Howard family. No, it's, that's, it's Bryce Dallas Howard there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we gathered from this is they gave us a little, kind of a little spiel about what Skeleton's crew is. They said that Skeleton Crew follows a group of four kids who go on an adventure throughout the galaxy. Director John Watts pitched this idea to the Mandalorian creator, John Favreau, during the production of Spider-Man Far From Home, which <laughs> is funny. Hilarious. The kids get chased by aliens of a kind and run into a Jedi, played by Jude Law. So that's interesting, right? Oh, now, Jedi. I do yeah. want to say this article is saying Jedi. Of course, I was not sitting in at the panel, right. but I have heard a lot of... People not calling him a Jedi, but they were calling him Force sensitive, mm. and there is Which a big there's difference. A difference. There's, there's a very a difference. big difference. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know that I'm gonna run with the whole Jedi thing with this yet until I hear more. Mm. He may just be someone who's Force sensitive, not necessarily a Jedi. But, sure. Um, yeah. But anyways, either way, cool. Um, they, so this guy, this Force sensitive, is going to be taking the kids under his wing. And uh, Kathleen Kennedy specifically likened Skeleton Crew to the children-led films of Amblin's Glory Days, like Goonies, or uh, think like you know ET stuff, where yeah, it was these kid-led adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's definitely what that's they're going cool. for. I think yeah. this is going to be light. I think yeah. it's going to be probably humorous and a light adventure for the whole family type. It's and kind I, of Star Wars Scooby Doo with being yeah, chased yeah. by and, monsters. And, and you know, <laughs> there's room for that in Star Wars. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. Will it be like you and me's favorite series in the world? Probably yeah, not. Probably not. Probably but, not. But I think there is opportunity for fun. But and, and this is what, and we'll get into this maybe a little bit later. But I've said this in the podcast before. If you identify something as silly, I'm okay with it being silly. You know what I'm sure, saying? Sure, I know so, what you mean. So honestly, mm-hmm. I could actually have a lot of fun with this if we already know this is a you know, kid-led hey, this series. Is a, this is going to be kind of light humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of half. They're going to have fun on this adventure. Yeah. If they identify as that before we go into it, I, I might really enjoy it. So we'll see. And as we, uh, as we have heard before in the the lead up into this, they, you know, they have talked about how and rumors and such that skeleton crew is going to have links to Mando and links to Ahsoka yeah. and that they're actually going to get lost out in this certain uh, 
space that is kind of unknown territory mm-hmm. um, where things are done a little differently. And rumor has it, that's also where Ezra is going to be. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that they don't really go into that part of it, but sure. that does yeah. uh, seem like that might be possibly the case. But yeah. so they showed a teaser trailer and the footage there starts off in a suburban type of community that seems much more grounded and almost earth-like see the main group of kids at school and hear a narration of one asking another if they want to go on an adventure. Now, I would be super curious um, to, to know in this teaser trailer, um, and maybe we can do some more research on this, but that if this school that they see could possibly be the school from Mando. Oh, where Grogu's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That would be, that'd be an interesting But also tie-in. the pirates, yeah. if you remember the pirates in this season... Oh, I see. And, and they were, ba- and he kept saying, "Don't you can't go in there. You can't be in yeah, there. Use that on as Navarro. a school yeah. on Navarro." So I'm curious if maybe that's a tie-in. Yeah, it could maybe, be. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, not. But, but could be. Yeah. You'd have to see what the, what it looked like. But yeah. Anyways, we see the main group of kids are at school, and they ask if they want to go on an adventure. Carrie Condon plays the mother of one of the kids, and we next see a hologram of her pleading for the kids to come home from their dangerous journey. There are hmm. some quick cuts to the colorful aliens, including Vane, the surviving Nikto member of the Shards pirate game from the Mandalorian. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, again, that may be... And there's, that's part that, of the tie-in. That yeah. could be part of that tie-in. Yeah. That could be the same school. Yeah, uh, but we go. finally see all four kids behind bars when Jude Law's character... Again, this is saying a Jedi. I I don't know that that's confirmed. But yeah. Arise with levitating keys to free them. So yes, like he's using the Force. But again, I don't know. I I am until I read that officially from Star Wars. I'm right. not going to call him a Jedi. Especially with the the timeline, right? Mm-hmm. When this is supposed to come out in the canonical timeline. I mean, it would make sense to me that it's more of like oh he's a force sensitive than a yeah, Jedi unless he is another order 66 survivor but like Which, how many of those we got how have? many <laughs> yeah how many we got I mean, <laughs> vader himself was hunting these people down with an entire team of like uh Sith, yeah. sithites that right. uh, that he he trained yeah. but anyway yeah. i mean at some point we're gonna have too many of those <laughs> <laughs> we just got too many of these guys floating around here i mean so. he, now we got uh jedi jar jar that's also a survivor that's <laughs> He's out there somewhere now, too. He's out there somewhere, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you yeah. want to lead us into the next Might as well. Or unless you have any more thoughts on that. But. I really don't. Um, it does say, though, that this is releasing in 2023, which... Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. I meant to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it is um, not terribly surprising. We were kind of on the fence of like whether it would be like a, a March 2024 release, as we talked like last time. Yeah, so that's actually something we have argued, or not argued, but yeah. just speculated on a bunch. Yeah. Is like, when do all these series come out um and so it is super nice to know now that which we're about to talk about it but ahsoka we're mm-hmm. just gonna i'll just go ahead and say it now because <gasps> ahsoka you know is august of this year okay go, so looking at that i don't know how many episodes ahsoka is going to be but i'm going to guess probably eight yeah most, most likely, likely right so let's say it's eight episodes if it's eight episodes we're looking at let's say it starts early in august then we're looking at what uh maybe ending october mid-october something of that nature Mm -hmm. so again for this to come out in 2023 as well my assumption would be it's coming out very late december Mm -hmm. um 
going in like so it'll still be airing episodes into 2024 would be my guess yeah which wouldn't be terribly surprising but anyway so uh yeah moving <clears throat> on though to the next tv release thing like i said i was talking about ahsoka um so again this is the next big thing that's coming out that we know of and uh yeah and i do just want to say with this one uh we do know that um, of course, Dave Filoni is going is super heavily involved with Ahsoka, right? Right, right, um, right. Obviously, so he's going to have a huge role within this whole thing. But also, there's uh, Peter Ramsey who does Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Mm, yeah, so that's yeah, very yeah, it's very interesting. So uh, during this presentation, they did kind of give us a synopsis of what to expect, and it just simply says that Ahsoka follows its titular warrior as she makes old connections with allies Harrison Dula. Sabine Wren and more former rebels in the hunt for Grand Admiral Thrawn as remnants of the Empire and the dark side threatened to resurge in the area of the New Republic. So they did, in concurrence with this, did release a teaser trailer, the very first teaser trailer, which was uh, which is a very awesome trailer. You see a lot of really cool things in this, um, what appears to be a, a yeah, new... So- I mean, if you're cool with it, let's just like go over the trailer. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And like, let's just let's just kind of take it all in. There's a lot. There's a lot here, and I will say, of everything I've seen, this has had me the most excited. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This, when I watched this, I was like, oh, okay, this, this is the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Yeah, when it comes oh to Star yeah. Wars. yeah. Um, you know, just lightsabers galore, and <laughs> yeah. uh, just this. Oh, it just looks good. Yeah. And the first thing I thought was like, man. I'm going to be curious to see how much money they spent <laughs> right. on this series in comparison yeah. to like what yeah. they spend on Mando and the book of Boba Fett, uh, or even, even Andor. I'd like to see the, 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 um, the differences there. Cause this just looks good. It looks oh, yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, agreed. But yeah, let's just kind of go, um, frame by frame through it and see what we can find here. Because I do, yeah. if you guys want to join along, you can just, uh, Pull up the new Ahsoka trailer on YouTube or wherever you want to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, maybe we can post that later on our oh, page I as we well. Did but I we don't can... think we have. Well, I'm just go ahead um, and do it right now because why not? Because well, why not? <laughs> no time like the present, folks. Hold on, let me pull it up. I should have already pulled it up. If I was professional, I would have already Ooh. done that. So unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the first I have it pulled up, but first, like the first scene, she's walking in between some kind of like uh, decrepit, uh, pi- uh, no, not pyramids. What do you think it's like? Uh-huh. So, she's she's pillars. Yeah, wow, she's got reason. some little pillar. Definitely appears to me maybe like an ancient temple. That's what I was about to say. You can yeah. see uh, a couple of frames in further what seems to be a big statue of of a robed figure. So I could see it being some sort of like temp- Jedi temple or or something along those lines for sure. Yeah, and you have like uh, some kind of emblem-looking thing in the middle that she has. She pulls out her dual sabers, just spins around and cuts a hole through it, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we see she's in there looking at something. Uh, clearly, she's looking for something, right, that she's trying to find. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, We see after that, we see our first look at Sabine, and we see uh, one of those cats. 
just like hanging out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do they call those things? Uh, don't ask me what the Indians <sighs> called. <laughs> tuka cat, right? Tuka? No, I don't think so. It's not a tuka. I don't think it's tuka. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a tuka. Are you sure? Yeah, I just looked it up. This does not sound it's right to me cat. at all. <laughs> yeah, tuka. Okay, well, all right. Um, like I said, don't ask me. Sabine <laughs> looks great. She looks exactly what I would expect Sabine to look like in live action. Um, she just has like longer colored hair now instead mm -hmm. of the short hair, but I think she looks great. Yeah. Um, we see next, we see what appears to be some like droids with these big long staffs. Yeah. And clearly to me, it looks like some sort of ancient guardian ancient of this guardians potential of that, temple or of that whatever temple. it is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It does seem that way for sure. Um, it, you know what it gives me? It gives me, it gives me, uh, the, the dudes, the guardian or sorry, guard, not guardians, the like bodyguards of, uh, general grievous. Yeah. Kind of gives me some of those vibes. Kind of does. And yeah. Um, after that, see the ghost it's chasing after some sort of yep. ship. And then you see Hera who doesn't look like the way I thought she would. Yeah, not quite how I thought she looked. Like I'm not entirely sure what I expected her to look like, but right. but yeah. And you get and then you get Chopper, of course, that silly droid. <laughs> yeah, yeah that that little silly droid. little rapscallion, <laughs> <laughs> little rapscallion, being his usual self. Um, and then we get a very very quick glance at uh, some new characters here. Yeah, um, we see. Um, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to look for his name here. Hold on a second. Um, Ray Stevenson. Yeah, you get a very look, quick look at Ray Stevenson there, and and then there's uh, a new character, this female character mm -hmm. as well, appears to be some sort of dark side acolyte of some sort. Right. It looks like they're like going in. Okay. Now here's one of the first things I really wanted to note. Note the lightsaber color. Of mm -hmm. of this, like um, an orangish red. It's it's like it's not, it is not Sith Lord red, right? It's close. It's not like this crimson that we're but, used yeah, to. Yeah, but it's like it's it's more of yeah, it's more orange. And I don't know if that's a design choice or if that's there's a meaning to that. Um, well, because you know, as as we know in current canon, which has not always been the case, but in current canon, they bleed their ky kyber mm -hmm. crystals and pour in their hate and their anger and da da da. Mm -hmm. So could it be that, you know, she didn't pour in enough hatred to turn it into the true Sith Lord Crimson Red? You to know? me, it's almost. To me, I think they they're distinctively doing this to separate them from Sith. Yeah. They yeah. they want you to be like, hey, these are bad guys, but maybe they're not complete. Like, they're not like Sith. yeah, like dark lords, you know. Um but I don't know. I mean they they clearly use lightsabers, they're using the force and yeah. they look they look mean. So Yeah, they look like little meaners. But as we see though, like in part of that the reason they look mean <laughs> it's just she's charging into the uh hull of a ship or the uh the aft deck or whatever they call it. I don't know mm -hmm. bridge the bridge of the ship and she's you know they're they're firing at her and she's charging in um but yeah that's going to be interesting yeah and then and then we see Ahsoka meet up with Sabine you mm -hmm. can tell she's definitely like coming to say hey, I need your help yeah. definitely seems that way and then Sabine's like it's been a while it's been a while yeah, yeah, I was so, say. yeah. um she's like you know you've been gone for a while and Ahsoka then says things have changed 
Oh, oh, and previously when it started, ah, Ahsoka was saying that like she senses something, something dark, something, yeah, yeah. Which, as I think, she's sensing Thrawn more than anything else. Sure. I think they want you to think it's she's talking more about the other yeah. dudes, but yeah, I think they're just a precursor to Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get some of the kind of freighter then, class ships. Yeah, and and so this was a, a pleasant surprise here. We get Mon Mothma. Yeah. Who yep. of course we know is you know heavily involved at this point and oh, yeah. but we had not seen her yet in this period. Mm-hmm. But now with Andor and stuff it's just cool to see her mm-hmm. again years later in this at this point. It's just <laughs> right. neat. Oh yeah. It's yeah. neat how Star Wars gets to do that, right? Absolutely. Um of course, she's like looking just as great as ever. So hey, calm she down. Now. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> she apparently uh, does not age. So good for yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, great for her. Yeah, <laughs> like she looks exactly the same. It's like they didn't even try to make her look older. Which hey, you know, but, you know, you Star can't Wars do that can do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so obviously they're talking about hearing whispers, and they're mm-hmm. all convening as as kind of a council. And what we see in the next mm-hmm. shot is the back of the head of my big one. little blue friend here. Yeah. And uh, that is of course uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Of course they wouldn't show us his face the little turds yeah little meaners little meaner heads but thrawn's return it's definitely thrawn he is here what is going on okay okay never mind we're good (laughs) it looked like our our recording it looked like yeah but no we're still here um but yeah, so we just see the back of his head, the little stinkers. They're going to make us wait yeah. longer. Yeah. And they, what's funny, they still won't even tell us who's playing Thrawn. Yeah, they still will after on, all this time. Come on. Uh, what is cool, though, like I said, we're hearing whispers of Thrawn's return. This is, of course, Ahsoka talking as, as a narration. And then the next scene, as Thrawn goes away, Ahsoka says uh, his return as heir to the heir empire. to the empire. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. I was, so, I was yeah. pretty excited about that. So that... Uh, of course, if you don't know, Heir to the Empire was a Legends novel uh, from uh, Timothy Zahn years mm-hmm. ago. It was kind of like the original, original like uh, big story that took place after yeah. the movies. It was the big, the next big thing, and um, Legends did that, and it was very popular. And then, of course, now we don't have that. But what we're seeing here mm-hmm. is what I've been telling you guys. If you've been watched, listening to us, if you've been, then you would none of this will surprise you, and we're going to talk about it even more here in a little bit. But you're seeing the the seeds being put into place to have a new new version of Heir to the Empire. But anyway, right, we'll talk yeah. more about that yeah. in a little bit. Um, and so next, and so we see kind of the bridge of another ship. You know, and- I did want to mention what's interesting here is when you see. Um, Ahsoka, when she says as heir to the Empire, it looks like she's back on that planet that she was on in Mando. Oh, let me let me check here real quick. Almost there. In season two, when she's oh, it does. It has those like dead trees. Yeah, it's got the, yeah. the all the long skinny, real long skinny okay, dead trees. Okay, so that's just an interesting thing to note. But yeah, she says as heir to the Empire there. Then after that, we see. Um, so it's interesting. It's the same br- like ship bridge that Thrawn was just on, and mm-hmm. now we see this female character, uh, older female character, and she has some markings on her forehead. I'm sure it's probably in league with some of these dark side ish characters. Um, so here's something interesting. So the next scene over, we see a short clip here of Ahsoka facing off with this Ray Stevenson character, um, and. Maybe it's just me, but some of the illuminations in the background 
heavily remind me of the world between worlds. Um, are you seeing this? Maybe. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I was looking at something real quick. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does, it does give uh, world between world vibes, which you know, so does the the very first <clears throat> title screen they gave us for Ahsoka right. also gave those vibes. Yeah. And let's be honest, I think. I think we're dealing with the world between worlds to some degree, mm-hmm. but the question is why. Now, we we read about a rumor about this, right? You remember the crazy rumor we <laughs> yeah, read about? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's going to ever be true. Yeah, but let's say it is. Then the journey she's on, if that is the case, is she still feels guilty mm-hmm. about what happened with mm-hmm. Anakin and 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 him being Darth Vader. And so her goal is to get back to the world between worlds so that she can change. She can try to manipulate the past. Yeah. yeah, And change it. Yeah. Which, which in in the, in the rumor, it never ultimately happens. Like every single time, no matter what she she does, does. it always, it might have a different way of getting there, Mm. but it always ends up in the same result. So she just kind of gives up or whatever. But yeah, I mean, clearly, or really just this, According to the rumor, she doesn't give up, but she finds peace because well, she, yeah, you know she, yeah. she comes to realize that it wasn't her fault. It wasn't there her was fault. It was did. ultimately going to always happen. But anyway. But yeah, so, like, so we're in this... Such a powerful... That could be such a powerful story oh, if they do yeah. it right. But anyway, oh, yeah. well, I don't know if that's what they're uh, doing. Yeah. And, like, and as we know, you know, Hayden Christensen is going to be in this reprising mm-hmm. his role as mm-hmm. Anakin slash Vader. So we, we may get something like that. We never yeah. know. Yeah. So anyway, in this scene, of course, like I see, we see the Ray Stevenson character... Um, you know, he fires up his lightsaber and this Which, is a very distinct orange. It's not even again, like orange is red. Yeah, it's it's they're not red. It's it's interesting. I'm not sure what they're implying, but yeah, I'm not sure on that. So obviously next shot we get um you know, Hera again. She's kind of yeah, speaking she, to everyone. She says we have to prepare for the worst. Yeah. Again, um, just I'm not sure what I expected with her, but she just something just doesn't seem like what I expected. But I'm not even mm-hmm. sure what I expected, so I can't I say know, too much. I know. But. <laughs> But then we see Ahsoka draw her saber. Yeah. They go, they go and clash. And then as soon as they clash, Ahsoka sticks out her leg for some reason. Yeah, for some <laughs> weird reason, I'm not sure what that is. But yeah, I think maybe she's about to like push off against the wall and do like a flip or something. But it didn't yeah. show that part, so it just yeah. looks funny because all it shows is her extend her leg. Yeah, that's her fart power up move that she's doing. <laughs> okay, so we, got, uh, we uh, see some more scenes of. <laughs> this 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 dude uh, what what they're calling him Balin, right? Uh the guy, right? The, yeah, guy? the guy? Yeah, I think so. He it shows him just like slowly walking through. Kind of actually reminds me of the Vader scene. Uh-huh. He's just going through like it's, it's like very reminiscent very of the Vader. Very reminiscent scene. of Vader. Like I think it's intentional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but he's going through force choking and just taking people out like they're nothing, which is ex- I'm not gonna lie, it's exciting to yeah, me. Whoever this guy yeah. is, he looks menacing. I yeah. like him. I, I love like, his I'm, character I'm pretty, already. Yeah, I already love his character. <laughs> I, love I can't wait to see what yeah, they do yeah, with yeah, him. Like yeah. he's he's intimidating. He looks cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and then next thing we get a hollow projection oh, of the man himself, the man Ezra himself. Bridger. You've been waiting forever, and this is all they give you yeah, because they, they don't want you to know that he's probably already, he is probably really going to be in the series, but they just yeah. want you to think all you're going to see is that. Which I thought it was hilarious. The the actor. Um, I don't remember his name, but the actor for Ezra, yeah, he tweeted today after they they showed this. He tweeted today. He's like, "I'm so thankful that Disney gave me the opportunity to play the hologram of 
Ezra. You know, he's really like, trying to he's play. He's really it. trying to play like that's yeah. all he did. And yeah. Like, come on, man. We know you're doing more. Yeah. <laughs> we know you're doing a lot more. <laughs> yeah. And what kind of a cool, kind of a cool little thing is that uh, when we see Balin or whatever he's going through, Ahsoka is in the background saying the Jedi fell a long time ago, and then the next part of her saying there aren't many left, and then it shows Ezra. Yeah, it shows and Ezra. It's just kind of a neat little thing. And then we see. Um, Ahsoka fighting with, I think, the female, but she's like got a helmet on this time. So mm. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. It, that kind of looks like an. Is that an inquisitor? inquisitor saber? That's what I was about to say. Yeah, it is. It is it's an inquisitor saber. Is it really? What would be interesting is if if it is. It is. Yeah. I was yeah. Saying. What would be interesting is if they are like remnants of the inquisitorius, mm. or if they like. I don't know if it's found it and they're trying to well that would be interesting the inquisitorius has fallen vader's dead whatever but these people like like their message or like their their point so they're trying to take up the mantle of it or something like that you know so this that's an interesting so that that's an interesting thing to think about because we don't know when and how the the inquisitors yeah go away right 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 right. the inquisitors of course were created after the the original movies were made we don't see them in in the movies um, we may get further and, insight in the new Jedi Survivor game, but anyway. We might. Yeah, but that's the thing is like nothing has – we have not seen all the Inquisitors die. Right. There's more story to be told with the Inquisitors. But, Certainly. But there's yeah. nothing that says the Inquisitors don't last up until after sure. Vader yeah. dies. Yeah. They could, there could have still been Inquisitors. Yeah. So, so who's to say that's not that's not one of Vader's Inquisitors there? Uh, and it, right? and like, it's that clearly could, their lightsaber. So I mean, that's that's something yeah. I never really thought about. But man, I'm getting excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting really excited yeah. right now. <laughs> so she does a cool little force push against that, and then it goes back. It drums back to that same scene where she is fighting the uh, those like what it looked, appears to be like temple guards, temple guard robots. Yeah. Um. Then it's kind of a really quick pace sequence to like give her all of her yeah, it's like outcast look, survivor. Showing her looking cool. Warrior. And then last word is said Jedi. Yeah. Remember she said I am no Jedi, but she is a Jedi. She is <laughs> very hard of it all. Um and she jumps out of this uh bridge of a ship and falls down. And then we get us a little uh a little the, return. The Jedi uh lightsaber droid. Yeah. I can't remember his name, Q-Lang. but yeah. And he goes, perhaps it's time to begin again. Yeah. Let's that's go. Cool. That's awesome. That's Let's awesome. Go. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's, that's kind cool. of that's kind of the end of it. Um But again, as we said earlier, as it goes oh, to kind of shout out title. to David Tennant, who is the voice of, of Really? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. That is one so, of the uh one of the best doctors of yeah, Doctor Who. Doctor so. Who. Anyway, um as it goes to the kind of title sequence, um again we see a lot of uh, heavily, like heavy-handed iconography in reference to World Between Worlds. So again, it is a rumor, but not that surprising of a rumor that they go into the World Between Worlds. But anyway, what they do with that, that will guess that'll Just, be the... It's extremely um, exciting to think about the potential of the series. We know, of course, yep. Dave Filoni. Um, it's in good hands with Dave Filoni. He loves Star Wars. He mm. loves. He loves this character. He loves. Um, it, it's just got. It, it's got the potential to. This series has the potential to bridge every everything that we've oh yeah witnessed so far in Star Wars, right? You are obviously going to be dealing with Clone Wars. You got the prequels and and Rebels, and you got 
the Mandoverse and you got yep. the original movies and everything ties into this series. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind yeah. of that's that's pretty beautiful. And and this, so this series is very unique in that manner. Now we're going to I don't want to skip too far ahead, but there so we're in the TV portion mm-hmm. of of these these announcements. There is something in the movie portion that will will be able to tie that statement into even further. But Anyway, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. So, so last thing before we we jump over, I do want to mention that there. So I want you to look this up. I want you to look up, um, and you guys can do this as well. But I, I want you to look up C B A O T H. Wait, wait, hold on. C, I don't C-B-A- know how to really say C B A O T H. Okay. And then put like heir to the empire. Okay. For those of you who have never um, read *Air of the Empire* or anything, I just want you to look at that character. Images. Oh, it's Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this new guy is kind of going to be based off him a little bit the Balin guy yeah the Balin guy yeah so just as a description Jorus Cabalth or whatever his name is was an insane dark Jedi who played an important role in the Thrawn campaign but a dark Dark Jedi Jedi. I think they're going for the same thing here Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to call whatever these guys are Sith I don't think they follow the Sith you know because Sith yeah you have to remember for um and some of you may just not really understand this that's why I want to say it that just because you um, are evil and use the force does not necessarily make you a Sith. So you have to follow like a kind of ideology, just like right, just, just like, like being Je- a force sensitive just, doesn't make you a Jedi, right? Right, right. and so yeah. um, so that, that's just something to think about here. But yeah, but in 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 the heir to the Empire, they called him a dark Jedi, and in that storyline, he was an ally of of, of Thrawn, mm-hmm. who his dream was to essentially get Luke Skywalker to be his apprentice. And what he did, now this is what's really interesting, and we're going to go down a crazy path here. What's interesting is that he goes so far in that that he clones. He gets cloned by Palpatine, right? Well, he clones Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay, never mind. I, I didn't realize that. Okay. So he creates an evil clone of Luke Skywalker. Evil clone Yoda's possibility. And the, the cheesy <laughs> part of it is that they, they literally went so far to still just call him Luke Skywalker with an extra U. That was the Le clone's Ook. name. Le Ook I'm Skywalker. not even kidding. <laughs> so let's think about that. Think about the character here. A dark. We have a dark Jedi character here. He already has an apprentice, so they may be kind of going a different path. Right. At least it seems like it with that with that chick, right? Yeah. Well, right. Um, yeah. But they're obviously dealing a lot with cloning, also, mm-hmm. right? In the mm-hmm. so, what if? They end up cloning Luke Skywalker in this. That would be the biggest drop ever. <laughs> <laughs> what if that is eventually it goes to that, and they Dude, and he, they really do create a a, a clone if Luke? That happens. That would be insane. And eventually, and then so then you get Luke Skywalker involved, and you get Luke versus Luke, bro. Dude, that would be that would be too uh, much. I could, I would, I'd just pass out. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's awesome. It's 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 a possibility. It is, it possibility. is a possibility. Yeah. They're they're yeah. going down these paths. Uh, yeah. So, I just wanted to mention that. But there's there's we could talk about about <laughs> p- potential things they could right. be doing all day long. <laughs> right. 
um, but we'll try to, to move on. So, so I've been hearing from people that, you know, they showed all this stuff. They said that they said the panel was going to be an hour and a half long. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they said at, it was already past an hour and a half when they got to Ahsoka. Okay. (laughs) So basically everybody in the room was going, okay, we're not getting movie announcements. Right. Because they're already over time and they, they're still on TV. Right. So they said the, the guy after Ahsoka, the guy came out who did the, um, who was like the, the host. Mm Mm-hmm. And he came out and he like brought up a bunch of different people who had like alien costumes and stuff. So everyone's yeah. like, oh, they're wrapping up. Yeah. And then, so they're kind of doing their thing. And then Kathleen Kennedy speaks up and goes, actually, she's like, didn't, don't you guys, you guys are probably wondering about well, what we've we're been doing talking about TV for a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and everybody was like, whoa, like what? freaked out because they yeah. all thought it was, <laughs> it was over, they were yeah. faked them out big time. So, <laughs> That's um, awesome. so then they, they go into this thing and, Kathleen brings up a an image that is the Star Wars timeline, which yes. I love timelines. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and actually, let me pull up an image of that real quick just so we can talk about it. But Right. Uh, hold on and one so second. Drew's going to get into it more, but what was interesting is that she pulled up the timeline of what we were already aware of, right? And then right. as she began to talk, um, it began to supplement that timeline, which was very, very cool. One of the quotes that she had said is that in George Lucas's Star Wars, it was all about going forward and behind um, into an existing timeline that we are aware of. Right. And so, go ahead. Yeah. And so she's basically saying, we want, you know, we want to honor that. We want to continue in that. So, you know, it started out showing with the furthest back, the Old Republic, which it was great yeah. to see them yeah. acknowledge it. Yeah. They have acknowledged well, they didn't it before. That, but... They didn't put that in yet. It was up, the Higher Republic was the, 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 the last thing First, if that makes sense. Was it? I thought the Old Republic was the I'm first I'm 90, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But when I, when they introduced the Origins, that's when they had to like kind of bridge the are distance you, between Origins. Really? Are you sure? The video I sent you made it look like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Well, now I want to know. Because the video I sure. the TikTok video I sent you looked like Higher Republic, and then they introduced Origins of the Jedi, and so they kind of like bridged it by putting in Old Republic. But I, again, I could be completely wrong. I don't know. I, yeah, I might... I, I could be wrong too. I don't know, but anyways, um, but it things that there. we things that we knew, <laughs> things that we know of, they have the Old Republic, which I do want to say the emblem is the they use the emblem from the Star Wars: The Old Republic PC game. Yeah, so they're that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, then we have the High Republic. We have Fall of the Jedi, which is the prequel era. Mm. We have. Rise of the Empire, which is uh, like Solo and uh, Kenobi, yeah, those the that era of stuff. Yeah, um, we have um, Age of Rebellion, which is you know what we all know and love as the original trilogy. Yep. Uh, we have the New Republic, which is where we've been spending lots of time recently. That's where the Mandoverse mm-hmm. is set, um, stuff like that. And then we have Rise of the First Order, which is the sequel trilogy. And so that was everything we knew. And then that's when they all of a sudden expanded on it and we got, um, maybe it was Shadow the Republic then, I don't know. But but yeah. we also get the Dawn of the Jedi with the emblem being the prime Jedi that you see from Acto on a, yeah. in what, uh, whatever the second movie was in the sequel trilogy. The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, and so that's cool. And... 
and that's 25,000 years mm, uh, yeah. earlier. And then and then it also shows the new Jedi Order on the whole other yeah. end, which is 15 years after um, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So, very interesting stuff there. But let's go ahead and talk about um, exactly what they told us in here um the first thing they talked about was the um the movie that will be set 15 years after the rise of skywalker right so we've actually talked about this a lot because the director for this is charmine obeyed shinoi we've actually talked a bunch about this movie just not knowing it, that was it was directing this. It. yeah yeah um but we talked a lot about um, her directing a movie. So what's interesting is that means this movie was the one that had Damon Lindelof attached to it, and then yeah. he left. Yeah. And so now it's showing the writer as Stephen Knight. Um, but this is... They did not say this, but this is assumed to be the next movie we're getting. Yeah. Um, they yeah. did not say that, though. Right. But it is pretty much... Everyone pretty much assumes that it will be. Because it just kind of makes sense. It seems to be the most already established. Mm-hmm. They they did mention that like uh, Ray's going to be they're they're already going to start, or they're already in stages of development. So, um, this is set 15 years after the Rise of Skywalker. Daisy Ridley is returning as Ray. Mm-hmm. So of course that's something we've debated on many times since mm-hmm. the birth of our podcast on Will. <laughs> right. It was literally I think we talked about it in our first episode of Future like, of Star Wars. Yeah, in the future of Star Wars, like will the sequel trilogy characters be back? Um, well, because originally after Rise of Skywalker, they may all a bunch the, like the, they like all the trilogy they of people, and, right? They, they were like, oh, you know, made a big stink about how they were done with right. it, and, and they always know. do, yeah. But yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. we we always said yes, they will be, but you know, the, there needs to be some right. space. And I mean, at this point, I guess there will have been some space. I originally expected it to be a little bit of a wider gap than what we're getting, but mm-hmm. maybe like an actual fifteen years. Then, but anyway, um, so. This is going to be about Rey, who is now a Jedi Master training a new generation of Jedi Knights. Yeah. Um, this, uh, we should note, this is not being uh, considered a continuation of the Skywalker saga. This is its own thing. This is a, um, they they did not say this is like, this is not episode 10. Right. This is right. just a movie that's going to include Rey. Um, but it's not a new trilogy of Skywalker. It's not a new trilogy in the saga. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, Braxton, what's your thoughts on this? What's your thoughts? So, JB wanted to know this as well. When we posted this, he said, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts about this. Well, JB, you got your answer. <laughs> but here's the thing, and this is the most eloquent thing I could probably ever say. Either it's going to be good, and if it's good, that's good. And if it's going to be bad, and it's going to be bad, and that's bad. And, you know... <laughs> That's a, that's a great commentary for me, I know. But basically what I'm getting at is there was a lot of factors that made me not like the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. um, that I felt like was kind of like disrespectful to the Skywalker saga and all the things that we knew of, right? But I think I really blame that mostly on the writers and the directors and how it was this kind of petty feud between two directors almost felt like, right? And so therefore it kind of gave everybody this bad taste in their mouth. But I guess what my point is, 
is that it is kind of nerve-wracking to me, but I'm going to go into it with an open mind. And um, that's uncharted territory right there. It is is purely mm-hmm. uncharted territory um, going into the future past everything that we know thus far. And it's scary. It really is as a, as a, as a hardcore Star Wars fan and, and stuff. Um, and this is something that I, I was going to talk about maybe a little bit later, um, but I'll just kind of touch base on it here is like, you know, we really got to touch our roots as to what makes Star Wars, Star Wars. Um, what are the elements that have to be there to make me or you or any person say, yeah, this is Star Wars and not just some, um, sci-fi film, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'll get into that more after the announcement of the other thing. Cause I feel like it is even more applicable even then, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to go into it with an open mind. Um, I think there is there is room for a lot of cool things to happen there as long as they go in with a plan. They go in with a direction that's cohesive with everybody and they, they do it right. And I think that I w- remain open-minded and um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's more Star Wars and it's continuing what we already know as the canonical timeline. So, hey, why not? You know, what do you think? Yeah, um, I. Sorry, big guy. I think that it's it's got a it's got potential. Um, you know, it does scare me to move past the sequel trilogy a little bit. Um, because yes, we're going to to progress past that, but you have to be very careful with with it at this point because yeah. you know what. What kind of story can you tell with Ray? What kind of threat? Well, yeah. What's what's the purpose? What's the what goal? kind of you know, threat yeah. can can be around? Um, and you know, and we still have we still have characters, legacy characters, so to speak, that will exist in within this period, most likely. Sure. Right? I mean, yeah. Chewbacca, right? Yeah. R2-D2, C-3PO, mm. possibly even Lando. He might still be around. Maybe. Know. He might still be kicking. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, but it's, you know, you, I do think you have to be um, be careful as we move into this. But but my big thing, my big thing with that I, I keep coming back to when I think about this is that this should have been Luke Skywalker. We should <sighs> yeah. have gotten... Which I realize, like, well, Mark Hamill's old, so yeah. But they've shown they can make it work. They clearly so. can do um, what they need to do. Yeah, this should have been what we got somewhere within um, after the original trilogy with Luke Skywalker. We should have got the new Jedi Order because that's what the Legends did. Right. The problem was the sequel trilogy messed it all up, so they couldn't do that. So now what they're doing is they're doing the new Jedi Order mm-hmm. after the sequel trilogy. Luke Skywalker's gone. Yeah. So Ray's gonna do it now, and it's like, well, Luke did build a temple. Yeah, Luke did, and it failed. So I do have some questions. Like, so if Ray does it, then are they insinuating something there? Well, so I guess my <laughs> question would be. What is Ray gonna do that is going to make it right this time? Sure. Yeah. How is so, you know, over time the Jedi order continues to fall. Mm-hmm. So what is Ray going to do that finally gets it right? 
Because here's True. the thing. If she doesn't, if they do this story where she builds up a Jedi temple and then somebody turns to the dark side and mm. destroys it and kills everybody and then it's back and to... And then you're just going to be like, well, what's the point like of that? Then it's like, we just made... We, we just went full circle again. And it's <laughs> right. like, I don't want that. I want right, her... Right, right, right. If anything, I really do. I think I, I want this to be a success story. If sure. they're going to do it. Yeah. I, I don't want to see it fail again. So this time, I want the answer... What, how do they do it differently to make it work? Yeah. What? How yeah. do you create another Jedi Order and it be right? I, done I right? guarantee you. I guarantee you, it's going to be something more along the lines of like, we're not going to be so dogmatic about the the Jedi texts and and the rules and the structure and that's that's what they're we're going to play it into. It's like we're going to have the core tenets of what a Jedi is, but it's going to be more open to interpretation and free flowing and less structure and rules and stuff. And that's how, cause you know, it's, it's the rigidity of the, of the rules that, that, that ultimately agitated Kylo, you know, Ben, whatever to, to turn to the dark side. Anyway, I, I guarantee it's something to that line of thinking. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know in like in legends in the new Jedi, Jedi order, when Luke, started his academy and everything he uh you know relationships were accepted you could have a relationship right. you could get married uh luke skywalker he got married he he was married to mara jade and and they had children and right um and all these things but of course but we, even within that series the the age-old issue of of attachment still was a problem because true in the end yeah. um his his wife died because of it mm-hmm. his um his nephew died because of it there yeah. so they they there was attachments still there and then they turned his nephew turned to the dark side and and then um and began to uh you know i killed his mom and killed yeah it's just a big thing mm-hmm. um and so you know and they took some of the some of that stuff into Kylo, of course, mm. and things like that. But, um, but I'll just be interested to see how they how they play with Ray. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, it's still kind of hard to believe right now that this is this is happening. Ray is coming back, and we are getting something after the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And you have to imagine that opens up the door for a whole lot more whole too. Lot, yeah. That means you know there could be series, there could be books, there could be games. It's just as soon as the movies do it, then you know it's free game, right? Like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, all the mediums will will jump in as well and so i think the doors have finally been opened to get something set after the sequel trilogy and i'm uh i mean i i'm curious to see how that goes but i'm also a little worried but we'll find out we'll find out well hopefully we find out because here's the other thing i do want to bring up i actually meant to bring this up before we even started talking about the movies but i do want to acknowledge that this is not the first time they've given us movie announcements. <laughs> True. Yeah. This is not the first time they've told us this is what we're doing next and this is the director and, and as this we, is the blah blah blah. As we know, it could drop off very we, easily. As we know, yeah. just because they're telling us this right now does not mean it will ever come. Yep. And exactly. uh, you know, I mean, I sat in there I sat in there and and watched her tell me that uh, Rogue Squadron was coming, and and uh, mm-hmm. and I sat there when she said uh, that what's his face had a movie and showed us the title, and 
what's his, I can't remember what his name was. Taika. And I sat there and she told me that Benioff and Weiss had a big <laughs> series coming. And yep. Yeah. And you know, we sit we we sat there and watched today and none of those were spoken on there. Yeah. So I do want to set our expectations because of that. Now I think, you know, do I think that this Rise of the Skywalker, 15 years after Rise of Skywalker exists, comes out? I actually think yes. I do. Mm-hmm. I think there, I think that there's a very good chance that this one will come out because I think they're already really getting it going. And it's kind yeah. of almost easier to do because it's a continuation of the sequel trilogy, which we, you know, we talked about, we didn't know if they were if they had the guts to do something after this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm a little shocked. It's still surprising. It's yeah. a little surprising that they're, yeah. that just because of the, the, you know, drama behind <laughs> the controversy <laughs> right. behind the, the sequel right. trilogy. Um, but they're doing it. And so, you know, I just want to set your expectations a little bit with this, just because we're going to continue to talk about these, like they're ha- going to happen, but there is always that chance though, that they may not, but go, let's go ahead and read about the next one. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> On the complete opposite end of the spectrum, uh, there is an untitled Star Wars film that is going to be about the very first Jedi. So some of the details about that is that this will be a Star Wars film that follows the origins of the very first Jedi in the Star Wars timeline. Um, This era is now officially labeled as the Dawn of the Jedi, set 25,000 years in the past before the Old Republic. Um, so writer director James Mangold, who will be hot off the heels of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which we actually got an announcement for that movie, ironically enough, at uh, Star Wars Celebration. Um, well, and they they even uh, showed the they showed a new trailer, the trailer, and dropped the poster too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what what is this? Is this George Lucas con or is this Star Wars con? <laughs> Technically, in in the defense in their defense, they do call it a Lucasfilm showcase. True. True. Not necessarily a Star Wars series, even though it is a Star Wars celebration. So odd, but it is. Yeah, and I'm not. Trust me, trust me. I adore Indiana Jones. So I'm not mad about. It. I just oh, thought it was I am funny. So stoked for that movie. I'm so happy. I love Indiana Jones. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway. So, uh, so writer director James Mangold is staying at Lucasfilm to helm this as a potentially, or as this as potentially his next project, which he describes as a quote biblical epic without the Ten Commandments about the dawning of the force. This film is set is still very early in the stages of development. Um, so obviously there's no release date. And again, this being so early in the development, you know, you never know when this is going to come out or what's going to end up happening to it. Ironically, again, the, the, the dawn of the Jedi is something that we've already talked about previously being a thing that they're going to do. And so that was, that was what Benioff and, and Weiss yeah, was going to do. Yeah. So, I think that they have taken some of those bones for this. Yeah. And interestingly enough, James Mangold was one of the very first people they they talked about uh, doing a movie for Disney Star Wars, and they they talked about him doing a mm-hmm. Boba Fett movie, and it never happened. Um, but here he is again, and James don't get uh, James Mangold. I love his director. I actually think he's really good. Hmm. Um, he did uh, Logan, which is yeah, phenomenal. That's a good movie. And he yeah. did uh, um, another one that recent that's really good. Um, oh man, I might have to look him up. Let's see, but he also, I believe, he did a couple of Mando episodes. Actually, the one where Boba Fett shows up and helps out Mando, and he's like yeah. fighting them all. 
I'm fighting all the stormtroopers. That and was stuff. a good. That was a good episode. That was a good episode. Um, oh, Ford versus Ferrari. He he directed oh, that, yeah, and that is yeah, a yeah. fantastic movie. Yeah, movie's so good. Um, so anyway, he's you know he's got some stuff he's he's known for. He's been involved in Star Wars lately because mm-hmm. of that. He did. I think he directed a couple of Book of Boba Fett episodes too. Maybe I think I'm not entirely um, sure on that one, I but yeah, maybe he at least did one. Um, so, you know, he's already been involved, so no surprise there, um, that he, you know, is transitioning into this. He's already known for movies, for making great movies. Mm-hmm. And I think his style fits this very well. Now, the Dawn of Jedi, Dawn of the Jedi is not a new concept. Dawn of the Jedi, uh, was a thing in Legends, um, and it was called Dawn of the Jedi. So, yeah. again, they're, they're grabbing from Legends here, um, and making it canon, that doesn't mean they're going to tell the same story. Sure. But they did tell a story about the origins of the Jedi, and it was called Dawn of the Jedi. Which I'm not mad about. No, no. Um, and so I think they will take from some of that. Of course, they're going to do their own thing here. But, again, they're calling it a biblical epic. Um, he said to think uh, – he, he said his inspirations are the Ten Commandments, the movie The Ten Commandments. Hmm. And, uh, and then there's also – there was another one. I can't remember what it was called, but um, – I think that I I think this has tons of potential. I really like the idea, mm-hmm. but I do also think this is the one that has the most is the most possible to never see the light of day. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Out of the three movies we're going to be discussing, I think this is the right. one that is that has the most potential to never actually exist. But I do hope that it does. I do think that it it sounds really cool. Um, you know, as the emblem shows, it does appear to have that the prime Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I think. It is going to be about them discovering the Force, discovering the ways of a Jedi, but also introducing the dark side and and Sith and seeing how that is created. And then again, it opens up and expands a whole world of opportunity for more stories, books, comics, video games, you know, the whole whole TV series. All of the, again, it can expand into all those things when they open up this era with this movie. So um, I think there's... Tons of potential there. Tons of potential. We'll just have yeah, to see for what sure. happens. But uh, moving on to the last one. And ladies and gentlemen, I told you all this for a long time now. If you listened and you yep. paid attention, then you would. You, then this one would not have shocked you whatsoever because you would have said, Andrew told me this was what was going to happen. But they, <laughs> um, Dave Filoni is officially uh, going to have a film that culminates the events of the Mandoverse. Yeah, we've been talking about an event uh, series for quite Yeah, some so time we knew now. so you know, Kathleen Kennedy told us a long time ago there would be an event series that would culminate all other stuff they had been working on. Mm-hmm. That was always said. But what we didn't know is that it would be a movie. Um, it was always right. kind of spoken of like it was going to be a Disney Plus series. Right. But um you know, on the on our show, I have have said many times that I think it should be a movie. Yeah, make it a theatrical release. Yeah, I mean, it's a culmination um, of all of these different timelines. So, yeah. yeah, so I'm super super excited to see this. I think this oh, yeah. is so the right move. Agreed. Um, you got Dave Filoni doing it, so you know, George Lucas's protege. Um, <laughs> yeah, George, yeah. Lu- I wouldn't be surprised at all. If George Lucas doesn't on the actually scene, end up probably. being heavily involved with yeah. this. I mean, as as we know. He was with Bo- a Mandalorian. Yeah, he's he's he shows up for Mando, but I think even more so for a movie. Oh, um, yeah. I think George Lucas yeah. will have a hand in this. I agree. Kind of guiding Filoni. And you may 
be excited or hate that idea, that, depending on your <laughs> preference. Um, but you know, we got the Mandalorian. Well, if you like Star Wars, you should be kind of excited, but <laughs> should be. But anyway, we got the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett. We got Ahsoka. We got uh, uh, the Skeleton Crew, and potentially more. We don't really know. Um, but we know for a fact all those are connected and telling uh, uh, stories that connect. Mm-hmm. And so all of that is going to end up with this movie. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I think it will be called Heir to the Empire. Just yeah. like, well, they're already just dropping like that I, little uh, hint. They, you know? Just like I've been saying, I think that what this will be will be um, Thrawn as the villain. And you will have everyone that we've been learning about here will come together mm-hmm. to fight against the heir to the empire, yeah. which will be Thrawn. And man, will it be beautiful. Just again, just picture this. It's going to be, it's going to be like Avengers end game, but for star Wars, <laughs> I'm really not even is. kidding. I'm it not really even kidding. Is. That's what yeah. it's going to be. Well, you're going to have all the Mandalorians, you're have together, all the Mandalorians, right? right? Yeah. You're going to have, so you're going to have Bogotan and all her, that's what they're working on right now in the Mandalorian series, yeah. right? Yeah. Is reuniting the Mandalorians. Yeah. And, that's going to be there's the reason the big reason for that is because they're going to go to war with the rest of them right, right. you're going to have the new republic you're going to have mon mothma with the new republic right mm-hmm. you're going to have uh boba fett and his his crew the underworld. underworld yeah he's the yeah. underworld world leader now yeah, yeah when you look at it this way it's like oh this is what they're doing they're creating <laughs> this yeah. big group that's going to come together to fight you have the rebels crew all oh, of the yeah. rebels, yeah. right? They're all going to be together. Yeah. And on top of that, you're going to have Luke Skywalker. You're going to have Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have the Jedis yeah. that Bobby we know Frick, and love. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> Babu Frig, he's going to be there. Uh, <laughs> you never know. You I never mean, know. You just know. throw him in there. Yeah, I mean, just there's in there. so Why many not? people, you know. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but there, I mean, it's, it's seriously going to be like the the Avengers of of Star Wars here. And I am one hundred percent in. Yeah. I am all about yeah. this. I you could not get me more <sighs> so excited good. for it. I think so that um, it 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 should pay off really well when you with all this all of these series finally coming to this conclusion of sorts. Now, mm-hmm. I will say they asked they actually asked today, they asked Favreau and Filoni is this when that movie comes out is it the ending of the mandalorian and they were like basically they said no uh, yeah. basically they were like <laughs> yeah all of this is branching into this yeah big event that does not necessarily mean any of them have to end sure it's kind of like all of these little threads come all to these one threads point, are coming into one point and then they can branch out. back yeah, out yeah. and then branch back in if they want it's genius yeah, really yeah. i mean i mean in terms of production and and having continuous level of content yeah essentially <laughs> it is essentially it's the mcu yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty it, much. I mean, that's yeah. what the MCU does, right? Well, <laughs> this right. last uh, last phase has been kind not of not quite on that, yeah. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. you know, typically the movies have branched out into their own things, but then they come back together and then they branch back right. out because of the events of the. And and I think that the Mandoverse is kind of doing this this same thing. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about Star Wars is the Mandoverse is doing that, but then Star Wars continue to be kind of just. Star Wars and do its own random stuff outside of right. that too. Um, and so I just think this is such a great idea. I'm glad they're totally. making it into a movie. I think with Dave Filoni um, being over this project, I think this is without a doubt 
going to happen. I don't I don't have any concerns about it at all. I think it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, there's if no way that's them, not. Yeah, if anything, this if is anything, this happen. is the one that will eventually yeah. happen. However, I don't think it's anywhere close to happen because no. when you think about it, we the nearest movie we're getting is in 2025, and I don't think it'll be this one. I think it'll be the one about Ray. Um, and so let's just speculate that they're still planning two years. So in 2027, okay, we're in 2023 right now. So that's three more years of. Oh, is that right? Hmm? Wait, 2020. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in your head so right be, now. <laughs> so it'd be like four more years of, of Star Wars content, right? That would happen between now and if they were to release the movie in 2027. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that's enough time for them to. Con- to continue all their stories to where they want them to be i don't know yeah it's hard to say i mean it's hard to say depending on how many seasons of these shows they want before this event but i could see it maybe being the last one so that would make it 2029 wow so that they can fit in everything they want to tell in these seasons of the shows i could see i could see mando so mando season three is ending this year got ahsoka ending this year i could see um basically another season of mando because i think they've already confirmed that um and then i could depending on what happens i could probably see another season of ahsoka and that would probably mm-hmm. take up another year if not two so i mean i, I could maybe be ready I, for 2020 i could think 20 i don't think 2027 is that big of a leap personally but yeah. And, yeah and it also just depends on how fast they advance through the stories well true uh, mando season three has been taking its time <laughs> oh it's we'll get into that but it's taking its time yeah um but but i think that uh season or if they do another book of boba fett season which yeah. they've never really no, i'm not said either too way. uh heavy um, on that but yeah but do you have any extra any extra thoughts on on this no, not really. Um, I think that uh, I think what you said is what I was going to say. I think of all of these, I think the Mandoverse um, culmination movie is probably the most likely second followed up, of course, by um, the new Jedi Order, which is, you know, after sequel trilogy. And, uh, of course, the Dawn of the Jedi being the last. I- I- I'm excited for all of them. I mean, of course, I'm not as excited for the new Jedi Order than I am for the other two. But as I said previously, I will be way, I'll be as open-minded as I possibly can be um, and go in it with a, with a good attitude, <laughs> as best as I can anyway. And they'll probably, you know, there's a good chance they'll probably finally teach Finn how to be a Jedi. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Because if he just keeps yelling Ray's name. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, and that well, and so the last thing I'll say on that is this: like that that was the plague of sequel trilogy is that it was just absolute trash writing for these characters, and and that's not. And I think a lot of times that we, it's easy for people to conflate the badness of the sequel trilogy with the characters themselves, but really, I mean, Finn and Ray and, and Poe, they're really not bad characters. They were just written bad, mm-hmm. uh, wrote bad, whatever you say. Um, and, and yeah, so I think this is a well, good yeah, opportunity for them to turn that around. You yeah. Know? Well, it's like, you know, we said it before, but like with Finn, you know, he, the first movie had set him up to become a Jedi, right? To, to, ha- to be force right. sensitive and learn how to be a Jedi. It was yeah. so obvious. And then the second take the, movie just take the Jedi outcast uh, storyline essentially, 
Well, of a, of a, a, a trooper turned yeah, Jedi, yeah, you um, know? I mean, and then the canon. second Jedi or the second movie was like, nope, never mind. You're not actually, we're not actually going to talk about that at all. <laughs> right. But we are yeah. going to make you kiss this random girl and, <laughs> and yell her name and all the time. Name. But then, and then in the third movie, uh, then J.J. Aaron's like, actually, I still want to do that. So then he hinted at it some more. And because he being, tried to give her, like, he's like, I have to tell you something. And then, uh, like, yeah. is it that he's force sensitive or that he loves her? I don't know. Who knows? So anyway, I think we can harp. We've harped on that enough, but um, yeah, there's a lot of clearly there's a lot of really cool stuff that's coming out. A lot um, of cool stuff, and yeah. you know, this is only the first day of celebration. We have there's more come. Yeah, uh, as we are recording, this is Friday, so there's still Saturday, Sunday, Monday of celebration. While I do not expect that we will get announcements to this degree. Sure. There, yeah. um, there are more panels that, like, I think Ahsoka has a panel. We may learn more information, things of that nature. Um, and, you know, there is going to be a High Republic panel. We'll probably learn some stuff yeah. there about about Phase, phase three, 3, I'm yeah, assuming. Most likely. Which would be exciting. Um, so there are some things uh, right around the corner that we will touch on next week when we come back mm-hmm. that we can then talk about the rest of Celebration for you guys because I know right. there'll be some more things to talk about. But for yeah. now, this is uh, this is where our Celebration news ends. But we do want you guys to let us know what you are most excited about. What After all of this and your TV, the TV news, the movie news that we got today, what excites you the most and why? So yeah, uh, we really like to know that if you want to put that in the comments or if you want to direct met, if you want to DM us, if you don't want to put it in the comments, it's fine. But we mm-hmm. do want to hear from you guys. What is your most excited project that was talked about today and why? Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. That uh, we, have, we want to go into releases or are we going to? No, we're just going to go straight into to our, our main topic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we did have a pseudo community discussion um, I didn't post a separate question because Drew had uh, posted something about, you know, what what is the verdict on episode six or should we say chapter 22 of um, Mandalorian season three. So we're just I'm just going to go ahead and read your guys's comments. So we have a slew of different opinions here. We have some people ranging from the opposite ends of like, I love it. And there's some people on the opposite ends of like, I hate it. And there's some people in the middle. So let's just say here, um, Lane Dobbs says, uh, watch this with the family. My mom immediately thought Mando was transported to wonderland for most of the episode. Um, Nicholas Lane. I mean, well, 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 well. you can't even give your, I can't even, uh, what? No, no, no. I was just going to say, I can't, uh, blame your mom for thinking that. I was going to say, we'll hold our thoughts till the end, but yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not giving any thoughts yet. Okay. I'm just saying I can't blame her. Yeah, no, I can't blame her. That's certainly true. Whether you like the episode or not, you cannot blame her for that comparison for sure. Um, uh, Nicholas Hayes says, I liked it. It was different. Out of a whole galaxy, all the planets can't be all serious and all action. When I heard Jack Black and Lizzo were coming, I wasn't happy. But honestly, for their characters, it was fun and turned out like, or excuse me, and turned out to like them more than I thought. Um, the ending of the episode I liked and was hoping it would happen. Bo-Katan was one of my favorite Clone Wars characters and love that they have done with her. So, you know, Nicholas is kind of in the middle. He's like, you know, I wasn't super excited about it, but yeah, there's some things I liked about it. Uh, so we got, um, JB, Josh and Birkinsaw, who is kind of on the opposite end, right? Um, so he says, I enjoyed it. Love Jack Black anyway. So anything with him in it, I'm all for it. The fact Jack Black was has now been in Star Wars is a brilliant 
same with Lizzie. Um, I like the whole episode. Don't don't get why people have been complaining about it, but hey, uh, you will never please the whole fan base. Uh, Nicholas John Masura says American pop culture plug. Sad. <laughs> so he's on the op- again opposite end mm-hmm. of JB. And then last but not least, Jake Potter says Jack Black has finally achieved his dream and has achieved the most majestic beard of 2023. Now, I think mm. we all can agree on that. I'll Come on. on that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, first of all, thank you all for responding to that and uh, and talking with us and sharing your thoughts on um, of uh, episode six or chapter 22. So let's just go ahead and get into it here. I guess I should have probably already gave a spoiler alert on that. I apologize. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Black, uh, Jack, Jack, Jack Black and Lizzo. Are in Black, this, Jack. Black Jack. Jack Black. Number 21 yeah. is here in on site. Yeah. Um, no, so so yeah, well, it's just, uh, like I said, already spoilers, so I apologize, but we're going to get strictly into this. Um, and we apologize, we we did have a couple of episodes of Mando that we haven't caught up on, but we had just yeah. so much to it's, talk about. We had so much to talk about, and it's so, like, old news at this point that yeah. we're just jumping yeah. forward. So apologies to any of you who, maybe you're not listening to this weekly, but you have been, like, catching up, and you were watching Mando, and you were listening to us, and all of a sudden there's this big just, This gap, gap of, like, two or three of, episodes. Well, we're sorry, <laughs> but, yeah, that's just yeah. How, how the the dice... The cookie crumbles. Um, yeah, honestly, if, if we didn't have all of the celebration stuff, we probably would have, but yeah, exactly. But, but I think the celebration stuff has precedence here, so yes, it does. So let's get into Mandalorian chapter 22, or should we say, uh, season three, episode six? So, this is the Guns six for Hire, ju- Guns cool. for Hire is what it is called. So, it is season grief, episode six out of eight for this season. Um, and this has been a very controversial episode, as we saw just in our comment section, but across the internet as a whole, uh, again, very controversial. Some people hate this episode, and some people love this episode, and there's a lot of people who are somewhere in the middle. So just to give a very quick, quick, <laughs> quick, <laughs> very quick, brief, I was going to say quick and brief at the same time, uh, synopsis of this episode, essentially, um, as we saw in episode five of season three, um, basically the armor has tasked Bo-Katan uh, to go out and basically be the ambassador for all Mandalorians, be the liaison, so to speak, and gather them all, come back to their home base of, uh, on, um, oh, good grief, the planet that they're on. Um, good grief. Come on. The new planet that they're on? Yes. Uh, Plazier, Plazier 15? No, I'm not. No, I'm saying the planet that their home base is on now. Oh. Good grief starts with the N. Uh, I just Navarro? said it. Yes, Navarro. I literally said it earlier this episode. See, guys, we're just going too long. <laughs> well, are they on Navarro yet, though, in the new were yeah. they on Navarro yet? Yeah, because they gave them all that tract of land. Okay. And so, the, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter, right? doesn't matter. Regardless of where they're going. So, <laughs> Bo-Katan is going out into the great beyond, so to speak, and gathering all of the Mandalorians and trying to gather them to the cause. So, they go to Plazir 13, or whatever you just said, um, in order to find the garrison of Mandalorians that had previously been under Bo-Katan's uh, uh, leadership, um, but when she lost the um, dark saber and uh, all that good stuff, they basically turned on her and said she was too weak. So they just take her, took her fleet and ran off. Well, 
not to go ahead and get, not to go ahead and get into my opinion too early on, um, but what was supposed to be the whole point of the episode? They got to the planet and uh, they're trying assume, before they can even talk to them because they see their ships and they're about to land. Immediately they get sidetracked and and auto docked into you know this planet's capital city, and uh, you know these you know they they basically are being requested by the leadership of this this planet and this capital city to come and talk to them so they get in they go talk and out of nowhere um it is <laughs> the leaders is lizzo and jack black which was just a shocker <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that was just not expected at all um, yeah so <laughs> when when this scene happened you know i immediately recognized jack black of course mm-hmm. and I, I love Jack Black. Oh I, yeah, I, and like, yeah, I'll say that too. I love. I'm a, love Jack I'm a Black. huge Jack Black fan. Shout out to him in the Mario movie. He did a fantastic. Oh yes, it was. Bowser. Yeah, it was good. Peaches, 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 peaches. Uh, uh, it's good stuff. You should watch it if you haven't. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, it it was just so jarring, right? Like, to, what to all is of a sudden happening? see Jack Black, and then you get you have Lizzo. Which let me be clear, I don't really know much about Lizzo whatsoever, other than yeah. I, mean, I know she's she's a famous pop star. Yeah, I guess, some sort right? of music artist. I don't know what she um, does exactly, but yeah, I don't listen to her music. I don't uh, I don't keep up or follow up with her whatsoever. So yeah, I don't really know much about her, but I I did recognize who she was, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and let me just let me just go straight into kind of my issue with this mm-hmm. is that I I am not a fan of when Star Wars puts in super popular people into roles. And we've talked um, about this in previous episodes. We've talked about it yeah. before. It's jarring for me. It takes me out of the universe when you do that. And you can, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you can throw out names of characters who are famous who played roles in Star Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. I love, I, I know anytime I ever say that, people love to go, well, Samuel L. Jackson was Mace Windu. And yeah, you yeah, know, whatever. Um, but that's a little different for me because yeah. the reason is because I was young. And True. Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu was pretty much my first experience with now, him but and, and again this is and this is just my interpretation so please you know um I, so let me just go ahead and rip the band-aid off here so i had a pretty negative reaction to this episode so i just want to say off the bat if you disagree so jb is out there he's going to disagree with me and that's okay both of our opinions are valid uh i still love jb hopefully he still loves me <laughs> but no he's he's never going to listen he's to never listen after this oh, yeah okay i'm sorry jb um <laughs> But yeah, and I think for me personally, and it's just my interpretation, the difference between Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu and Lizzo and Jack Black being in this episode is that I'm not going to be able to word this however I'm thinking it, as eloquently as I'm thinking it, (laughs) but Samuel L. Jackson was Mace Windu. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Mace Windu was not Samuel L. Jackson. He was, but he's not. Like he wasn't there just because he was Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. He was imbuing this character that was integral to the storyline. Um, 
for me personally, this episode just felt like Jack Black and Lizzo were in there because they were Jack Black and they were Lizzo. Right, and 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 the episode continues to be like, oh look, yeah, you yep. see who it is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then so see? so just to go a little uh, further, uh, so there was a, a droid issue and they wanted to investigate. So they go to the head of security, which was Christopher, Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> another huge famous actor, right? Right. right. Um. And so, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like these characters are incidental to the show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, are, and not even say characters, right? These people are incidental to this show. They are coming in, in my opinion, and I guess maybe I kind of lean to more towards um, Nicholas's comment. I, Of course, my comments just went off. Hold on. Um, I'm just trying to figure out who, which one it says. I don't wanna... But like, you know, Black Jack. Why do I keep saying <laughs> Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> Jack yeah. Black is yeah. a huge star. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. He's yeah. a huge star, and like everybody's going to know who he is, and it's just so jarring. And he played. He just yeah. played himself. No, you know? that, and like, that's uh, what I was going to say, yeah. right? There's some people who are very famous, but they can, you know, act. And I'm not saying that he can't. But what I'm saying is that they can act differently than what they are. Jack Black is one of those people that are famously Jack Black. Every role that he plays, he's Jack Black. And we love him for it. Mm-hmm. I love Jack Black because of that. But when you bring him into and so so when you bring him into Star Wars, it, it's as you said, jarring because and this is something that we talked a lot more deeply on um in a previous episode, and I can't even tell you which one it was. But basically this is the way I see it. Star Wars is a is a place far, far away, a galaxy far, far away. And when I go to Star Wars, I want to be transported to someplace else, you mm-hmm. know. And thus far, Star Wars as a whole, or as a franchise, has been very good about getting people who are not that famous to play their characters. And mm-hmm. I think it's a credit to Star Wars because it helps me to think, oh, that's yeah, Luke Skywalker. And that's well, and to take you know, that a step further, that's always the reason I've always said I don't want. Our our typical cuss words in Star Wars, exactly. Because exactly. when you exactly. watch the original trilogy, they made up their own, right? Mm-hmm. They had their own like curse words, and yeah. again, and so since they established it that way, and they even use them still in Mando and stuff. They use the one a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is right now, but they say it a bunch. I can't think. Um, but but then in some things, since Disney. Um, they they use some more of like just the the average cuss words we have and yeah. and I don't I it takes me again like it, it yeah. takes me out of it because yeah. I feel like in that universe those don't exist right and, and again people argue it all the time online when they first did that in Andor whoa he said you know H E double hockey sticks in a New Hope or something along those lines or whatever uh, Solo did I'll see you and you know H E L L right and um and yes yes yes. But now, what I will say is that that was a new hope. They never even expected that to be a thing. Now, but when we have all of a sudden now have nine movies and 2,623 TV shows animated in the live action, and we have comics, and we have a whole universe. Yeah. You know, don't try to justify that one time it was said in New Hope, you know what I'm saying, to just go like, here's the whole gambit of modern curse words that we would use in everyday life. Um, and now we're going to put this in Star Wars, you know, so I guess not to get too deep into that, right? I think we're going on a little bit of a rabbit trail here, but I think what, what we're both trying to get at is that when you start inserting things that are overtly 
in our modern day life into Star Wars, it stops being Star Wars to some degree in our mind. Mm. All of a sudden, there's that degree of separation in our mind of like, this is no longer a galaxy far, far away. Now I'm being kind of pulled back into it. So that is my two cents as to why I didn't like Jack Black and Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd being out. I love them. I especially love Jack Black, but to me, it felt just like, hey, we're going well, to have them in this episode because of who they and are. And I think, yeah, and I think if it had just, for example, if it had just been Jack Black, if he had been the only one, instead of there being three of them in one episode, if he had been the only one, I think I would have accepted it more, and it would have, yeah. but it's like, it was just so over the top with their with their and cameos okay, so that yeah. and they, that they just continue to just shove it in your face almost like, right look 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 well, look at right. this isn't this funny right isn't this hilarious that we did this <laughs> and, and here's the thing here's the thing and i think that's a great point and that's what that's what i was want to get to as well is that in times past there actually have been cameos of famous people mm-hmm. uh in in and star wars and stuff but almost every time it's like over in the corner or they're in costume mm-hmm. or something along along those lines and yeah, you know like daniel you can, craig as a daniel craig is, you don't know that it's daniel you don't know craig. It. you'll He's find a, out until you know, later yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and so i guess my point is is that those can be okay because they're not the center of attention but when mm. you make the entire episode around these famous people because they're famous yeah. That's where I think therein lies the issue for a lot of people, including yeah. And myself. I know I know that you know there's probably some people listening thinking well, you're you guys taking are, this too seriously. You guys are taking it too seriously and blah, blah blah. And you know maybe we are, but yeah. But that's kind of what we do. We overthink yeah. it, right? That's yeah. that's kind of why we're we we get on a podcast to really yeah. overanalyze and discuss. Um, do I think? Yes. Here's the thing. You can you can sit down and have fun with this episode. Sure, there's some funny parts. There's some yeah. silly parts. It's it's uh, and and one of the one of the people who commented said it. They said, you know, not every planet in Star Wars has to be, you know, ser- action and serious. There can be funny p- places and there can be silliness and blah blah blah. And I agree. Sure, I, I agree. Yeah. Here's here's what it comes down to for me. Here's the biggest reason why I had an issue with this episode is that we are. In episode six of, of this eight. of eight <laughs> of this season, yeah. and we've already felt like this season's kind of. I know we haven't got to talk about this season in a while, but has not our, great our overall, direction, right? Our overall uh, thoughts on this season has been yes, it's been it's been decent. There's been some good stuff, hmm. um, but the overall direction has felt kind of like they don't know what they're like really where they want to go. Yeah. Now I don't yeah. necessarily know that that's true. I think they do. They've not shared not, that with us. But they're not, <laughs> yeah, they're not really like making the motives very clear other than like they're, the Mandalorians are coming back and whether they're going to end up uniting. But like there's not enough, you know, the the first and second season had a lot of personal stakes involved for Din and, and, mm-hmm. and the child, right? Mm-hmm. And that was what kept us glued to the screens was that, that an relationship and that emotional yeah. connection. And we're just not getting that this season. The one thing that I told you, right, is I feel like there's no driving factor. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going from episode to episode and it's like its own inclusive thing to some degree. Like, yeah, okay, they need to go to the Mandalore. Well, they did that in like one episode, you know, and then, oh, they need to. Um, and then now the thing is like they need to start banding together all the Mandalorians. I'm like, but like, but why? 
why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are they doing that? Like, who's the, well, who's the force that we're opposing? And you're like, okay, well, yeah, well, they need to do that so they can face off with Thrawn. But there's got to be something more imminent. But they right don't even now. know that, though. But they, like, that's what I'm saying. That's my point, right? right? They don't. That's even, a meta thing because right. the characters right now don't even know that. They don't know there's did. a big threat, <laughs> right? Advancing. So, so what is the imminent issue right now that is causing them to do this? Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, and so it's it was um. I think that that there's no clear direction and that it really has really bothered me about the season. Yeah. Again, episode by episode, there have been some decent stuff that I've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But then when I think back on like season two and I'm like, season yeah. two, we got, um, there was so much. We got, uh, Ahsoka. We uh-huh. got Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. We got Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Right. We got, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we also had Moff Gideon who, who had already been built up in the season before. And so we had Moff Gideon who we saw the, the, the interactions there and he takes a child for a while and all these things that really were just very tense. Yeah. And, I mean, it's and, just like bang, bang, yeah, yeah, bang. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. If you go back to our commentary, there were episodes there were in season episodes two that we were like, that, what is yeah. the point of this? But, but yeah. even then it still felt like there was a clear direction. Though. Right. And I think, so for me, I think, I would be more forgiving of this episode had it been like the second or third episode. Exactly. Yeah. The fact that it's at episode six out of eight, that's when I'm like, man, we should yeah. really be ramping things up right now. Yeah. yeah. Now, the next two episodes are directed by Rick Famuyiwa. He's doing the very the last two, mm-hmm. um, and I have no doubt they're probably going to be action packed and probably really move things forward. And they're probably yeah. going to be awesome. We're probably going to love them. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's the very last two episodes yeah. of an eight-episode season. And it just it just frustrates me sometimes how we do this monster of the week scenario yeah. with Mando's. You know what this episode felt like more than anything to me? Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. It felt yeah. like a early season of Clone Wars. Early season of yeah. Clone Wars. One of the early seasons of Clone Wars. One of those episodes, that's what the, this would have fit in beautifully. So, two things. Two things I'll say to that. Because yeah. I was thinking the same exact thing. Two things. Is that first of all, you know, because they're like, well, what about Clone Wars? You say you love Clone Wars, but yeah, there could be crazy episodes. And then there's episodes where C-3PO and R2-D2 are getting fruit from a supermarket. Your favorite episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not my favorite episode, but uh, there's another one that is my quote-unquote favorite. Anyway. But my point is, is there's two points that I want to say to that. A, that is in a 20 to 25 episode season, mm-hmm. A, and B, that happened, only ever happened in the earlier seasons of Clone Wars when it was marketed to be for children. Mm-hmm. When it got later on, yes, there were still some silly episodes, but mm-hmm. when it got later on seasons, say, four through six, and then obviously into seven, it was, <coughs> pardon me, there was... Th- very, very few and far between of those episodes. So my point is, is when we have and there's something... A, and there's typically a more narrative thread that you exactly, could follow. Exactly. Yeah. So, but now when we get to a live action show such as Mandalorian, who has only eight episodes and who is marketed to not be a silly, fun children's show, but more of a narrative-driven, deep story, action, adventure, mm-hmm. that's when it, it hurts me as a Star Wars fan because... And I've said this in times past, and I'll say it again. Whatever you market your show to be, be it and stick to it. You know, because you're like, well, in in, in uh, uh, Nicholas, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Nicholas Hayes said said a great thing, and he's absolutely right. 
Um, there's a lot of different planets. Not all of them can be serious. I do agree with that to an extent, but what mm. I will say is that um, while there are probably silly planets out there, this is not supposed to be a silly show. Okay. Clone Wars early seasons was supposed to be a silly show. Resistance was supposed to be a, a children's silly show. Um, but I just feel like Mandalorian was never marketed to be a silly show. It was supposed to be more of a narrative, like I said, narrative driven, serious uh, thing about a Mandalorian space Western bounty hunter, you know, and I, I'm not, and I'm not saying that there can't be silly episodes, but what I'm saying, this is goes so far beyond just a silly episode. Mm -hmm. To me, this was so disconnected and so jarring that it, as uh, the other Nicholas said, <laughs> Nicholas, uh, John Masura said, American pop culture plug. And that's to me what it more felt like. It wasn't just like, oh, it was kind of a wasted episode because it was filler. It felt like this was like a whole other thing. To me, it felt like, oh, we need to have an episode that brings in people. So we're going to have a big like gotcha moment of all of a sudden Jack Black, Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd. That which is very interesting is that those three people pull in from completely different crowds. Mm -hmm. Christopher Lloyd pulls in from like the older generations who grew up with Marty McFly and back to the future. Lizzo is in uh, kind of like younger people who, mm -hmm. who are in the more in the music side of things. Right. And then you got Jack Black, who's like more on the like middle-aged kind of people. It's like millennials who love like comedy and stuff like that. And like, right. it just felt like here's these three really popular people from three completely different areas of pop culture. And they're going to come into a star Wars episode and here they are. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. completely incidental to this. Anyway, so I'm rambling. But to me, that's what really took me out. It's not just like, oh, it was a filler episode. This just, like I said, I'm getting a little dramatic, but it felt like a slap in the face to hardcore Star Wars fans because you're like, here we are in six out of eight episodes of this season that we already have our trepidations about him not having a great narrative uh, side. And we only have two episodes left and we're going to throw an episode where um, we have these really popular people and this episode literally does nothing. The only, the whole objective of this episode was for them to get to that garrison of Mandalorians, which could have done, been done in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. could have been done in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole, it's so like I said, here's point A, you can't see me, but here's point A and here's point B and it's five feet apart. Well, they go from point A, they start off at 8.8, .8, and all of a sudden, something sidetracks them 120 feet to the left, yep. and then it comes all the way back to point B, which could have been a five-foot gap, but now it's been a 130-foot yeah. gap. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's, it's very true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Mando has has always been more about the adventure, you know, and so, yeah, there, there have been episodes before this that didn't really serve the plot that much mm -hmm. but they were just kind of like a fun monster of the week type scenario right mm -hmm. and again there's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with that but it's just the timing of it i think was really mm -hmm. bad and and the 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 in your face um this overtness yeah uh, pop culture uh thing with the with the cameos just made it kind of yeah sting a little more again I love Jack Black. Actually, oh, I, I love, like Christopher yeah. Lloyd too. I love them all. Um, yeah. And again, I think if they had just done them one at a time, I may have been more into it. But, but yeah, the, it was just so obvious. It's kind of, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of in what Disney has done with like She-Hulk, uh, where you know they yeah. had uh, who was it in She-Hulk? I don't remember. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
they had her in there in the one episode. And again, yeah. the entire purpose of it was really just to like, Hey, here's Megan the Stallion. Yeah. 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 And it was, it, it was so yeah. often in that show. It was a little more fitting because of the way that narrative it's supposed is, to be like but, fourth wall breaky, right, right. whatever. Yeah. But, and then we had, uh, but what it made me think of as well was in, uh, in Spider-Man No Way Home, when Daredevil shows up in Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, you know, we watched that and he, you know, Matt Murdock, he's, mm. he's there and, and that was really exciting for everybody in the MCU. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're in the theater and everybody's clapping and shouting and woo, it's awesome. Yeah. But when you go back and watch that, when you go back and watch that like at home, you'll find there's a, this weird, awkward pause. Yeah. And the reason for the weird, awkward pause is because they were thinking everyone's going to see, see, uh, what's his face here as Matt Murdock mm. and in theater. They literally scripted in a pause. And we scripted in a pause. So that they could clap. So that everybody could clap and cheer <laughs> in the theater. It's, yeah. it's, it's so blatantly it's obvious that that's why I they did it. Think about that. And yeah. when you think about when, when people do stuff like that, in your movie, just like you're taking when you're away when you're take yeah. when you're when you're putting in uh, celebrities just for the shock of just it, for just the for the sake of it, humor, yeah. whatever you want to say. To me, it lessens the value of that story. It hurts yeah. the plot. It hurts the narrative when you do yeah. things like that. Yeah, I agree. Because when I go back and watch No Way Home, don't get me wrong, I think that movie's fantastic. Great movie. Yeah. But when you see that a moment like that, that is so obviously built for a crowd in a theater. Yeah. When you watch it again, you're yeah. thinking, oh, that's awkward now yeah. because you don't so, have that theater anymore so experience. So you're all, everyone might be saying, well, that's just all speculative. Like, how do you know that they're putting it in just because that they're famous? Perf- here's the, here's the proof in the pudding right here. Immediately, immediately when you see them, mm-hmm. what is, what, is, what happens? Grogu jumps out of his seat to go to Lizzo. Yeah. Who's that character? Why on why earth would, would Grogu, why would Grogu jump do that? Why would Grogu jump you know to a why? random person? You know why? Because it's, it's Lizzo. Lizzo. <laughs> it's not because anything to do with these characters. Because, because it's Lizzo. Yeah, because in any other scenario... Grogu's gonna probably be wary of any stranger exactly. because I mean, be, exactly. Yeah, I mean, now of course he does like hug the little babu fricks and stuff like yeah, that. But, like, he's, but he's a friendly person, friendly little dude. But of course, but, 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 it, but it was so overtly it was so like overly, she, yeah. he uh-huh. loves her yeah. because she's a famous person in Star Wars. No, in real life, they, you know, they were like, "Isn't this cute? Isn't this funny?" Yeah, here look at this. <laughs> here look at this little like um, memeable snapshot moment of Lizzo holding. Yeah. Grogu, but anyway, right? I think we've harped on that oh, long easy. enough. Um, and so, you so, guys understand what yeah. we're getting at. And, and I'll, I'll end on my piece here is that I still love Mandalorian. I still love Star Wars. I'm not trying to take a dump on anybody's opinion. Please yeah. don't take it that way. Um, oh, well, I'm not done with this episode. Oh, okay. I am not done with this episode. Go ahead. I have some my bad. other complaints. I, have, I actually have... I think I have complaints about some other things more so than what that was. <laughs> okay. I thought, I thought you was finishing no, up. No, 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 no. I'm just <laughs> okay. saying I think we've talked about the celebrity okay, cameos okay, enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to mention that, you know, so they go they go to this. The, it, it turns into like a detective type yeah. thing, right? Where yeah. it's like they they go and they're investigating. And you, you come to find out that they're, they're, they have repurposed battle droids, mm-hmm. which it was cool to see yeah, cameo yeah, of cool. like a battle yeah. droid and hear the, you know, the voice and all of that. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, but then they also have the super battle droids, right? The B2s. Uh-huh. And again, cool to see those. And, and it was kind going, of cool because like that was who was trying to kill Din when he was a kid. So it was uh-huh. kind of like, yeah. Yeah. 
So all that was great. And so you have Mando there and he's like trying to get them to act up and stuff because there's been reports that they were that they've been like not following their protocols and stuff. Right. And so anyways, he gets one to respond. Mm-hmm. And when it does, this thing starts <laughs> running like a Looney Tunes character. You know, like, like Yaki Sacks, like, bam, 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 Yeah, yeah, it's like straight out of, it's like. It's like a circus. Yeah, it's it's like a, a Scooby-Doo, like a Scooby-Doo episode. They, yeah, they're chasing. yeah, yeah, chasing. This thing, this thing, go back and watch it. This, the way this thing is running. Like, there's like, no way that a ba- super battle droid could run like, like why that. is the super battle droid running this way? It's so bizarre. It is so bizarre. It's so bizarre. It is so bizarre. It's running. First of all, it has this like human r- feeling to it. It's like it's moved. It's mo capped. Yeah, it was like a mo cap, right? but it. I, I was expecting it to be a little more robotic, right? Yeah. And it's just not. Yeah. It's not, and it's it's just flailing around, and it's yeah. just so like wacky. Well, if you look at a super battle droid, right, there is no joints in its hip and knee area where it could, like, jump side to side like it was doing, like. It's well, just and it's impossible. And they're very like imposing and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and they just made an absolute joke of this battle. It just looked goofy. The super battle. Yeah. It looks yeah. so goofy. And they're chasing it. And then this the chase scene was just painful to watch, honestly. Yeah, like, it was it was embarrassing. Uh, I mean, maybe not Leia being chased by the two dudes painful, but um in the in a little Leia and Kenobi. Oh wow, that <laughs> wasn't was bad. wasn't that bad of a chase scene, but yeah. it still was painful. And I just could not get over the way the battle droid was running. It was yeah. bothered me so bad. That took me out of the episode just as oh, bad as Jack Black. Yeah, it bothered me really bad. I was like, why, why yeah. are they doing it this way? Um, yeah. But then my 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 final complaint, and you know, you guys have seen the episode. You, if you're listening, most likely, so like you understand how that wraps up and everything. And it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. But my the part that really is still bothering me a little bit is that at the end oh yeah um you have they they go and they they get to uh what's his face um christopher lloyd no after that no i'm saying that part i'm, I'm done with they can oh, oh i'm talking about when they go back and they find the, the, the mandalorian, mandalorian leader whatever what, his name what, was. what's his name he, um, he was in season two and then he wasn't anymore yeah. he like didn't he wasn't in at the end and then now he's on his own and he or he created his own group or whatever um i don't remember what his name is wolves 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 something like that hold on hold on axel ax ax that sounds actually close axel wolves ax wolves something like that ax wolves i don't know something you guys know who i'm talking about he they they find him and he's like well i don't I'm not gonna listen to you, Bo-Katan, because you don't have the dark saber. You lost it. You're not yeah. a leader anymore. Uh. And she says, "Well, I'll fight you in combat." And so they fight, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, he still. I think they fight, and then he still says, "Like, I'm not gonna do it." Yeah. Is that right? Well, basically, he beats then, her, which would give technically her the right to be over the fleet, but he says you're still never going to truly rule because mm-hmm. you don't have the Darksaber. All of a sudden, randomly, Mando's like, oh, hey, guess what? I think you can have it. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, like, wait, wait a, a second, second. What? Hold on. And, it, and Mando's like, yeah. He's like, you remember that one time when like, 
uh, I got beat up and I dropped it and then you had to, and then you picked it up for me. And he's like, yeah, so you can have it now. I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, wait like, it's that second. simple. It's that it's simple. That's all of, all of that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I forgot this happened. So that means oh, you can have it. By the way, I got, I got ambushed and had no actual fight. I got ambushed by someone and got trapped, which ha- led me to happen to drop the dark saber. So she then picks it up at his behest and defeats the bad guy. Yeah. And then, so, so yeah. I'm like, this is the best you guys could come up with. But like yeah. all of this, all yeah. of this lead into this. Right. And then even in season two, at the end, you know, you can see the, the hate and bitterness. In oh her. yeah. And so yeah. you thought that was going to lead into this big very thing, like yeah. big thing in the season. And instead, no, all of a sudden I was like, Oh yeah, actually I think you can have it now. Like, and, and she's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then the other okay. guy's like, and, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> and I'm just like staying there with my mouth open. Like, what am I watching right now? So then he gives it to her. And in the most obvious thing to me, they the way they film this is so obvious. They he he hands it to her uh-huh. and she ignites it. And Mando steps off to the side. And he steps off to the side. Yeah. He's just kind of just awkwardly standing there. And yeah. she's in the middle and she's got the dark saber. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was basically showing like, no, Din isn't necessarily the main character of this anymore. Right. So, um, so let's say sh- say this real quick. So, um, oh, who sent it? Who sent it to us? Asked us the question to talk about on the. You sent it to me. Corey back. Wise. Corey, yes, Corey Wise had sent a question to us to talk about, and his thing was like he heard a theory about how actually Grogu was the um was the Mandalorian and not Din Djarin. So that whenever we hear about, you know, the show, the Mandalorian it was actually Grogu. So he wanted to hear us talk, you know, hear our thoughts on that. Um, so what's interesting though, especially after this, um, after this episode, we can, we can clearly tell that, that, that Din Djarin is really not the main character anymore. So to going further, um, the Mandalorian producer, uh, you know, for the show actually confirmed that Din Djarin is no longer, the only main character anymore. Right. Um, so uh, Fumiyua, he, he was talking to IG and said, I think that it's interesting as we've been on this journey of the show and that we're at this point is that what does that title mean? What does the Mandalorian mean? And he goes on to say, I think now that Bo possessing the Darksaber, I know that there was a lot of expectations that meant that might have shifted both in terms of what it meant for Din Djarin, but also for Bo and what does it mean? So who is the Mandalorian at this point? And so I think it could be anyone. I think that, that what they're trying to define in many ways is what does that mean to be a Mandalorian? Well, we had conversation, you know, back, this is probably back in the beginning of our podcast where we were uncertain on how things would go mm-hmm. past the first season of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And we, and we debated on like, well, each season of this show actually be about different Mandalorians, right? Mm-hmm. Well, will there be a season that's actually Boba Fett and it's called the Mandalorian and, you know, things like that. And that's of course not necessarily the direction they went, but it does, it does open up this idea of, well, we can focus on Bo-Katan um, and still call it the Mandalorian, and like they have, like they've done this season. I mean, Bogatan has yeah. been very prominent in this season, very um, much so. Oh, and, and this know, whole episode, right? Even before the whole mm, fight thing, it was basically a Bogatan episode. Yeah, I mean, Din has been a more of a um, 
coincidental it's like addition. It, uh, well, it's like you you still are traveling with Din in yeah. a sense, right? Like he's yeah, he's like the he's your eyes in a sense, mm-hmm. but but like that doesn't necessarily mean he's the main character. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but but. Uh, and, and you know that may not necessarily always be the case, and it may get yeah. back to him. But obviously, Bo-Katan has been such a heavy focus of this season, and and I think it has been to set her up as the leader. And I'm cool with that, whatever. Yeah. But man, what a weak way to do it, though. Yeah. I just for the, the yeah. fact that he's like, oh, yeah. I forgot, but this happened, so now you can have it, and they just hand it back to her, and she has it. I'm like, yeah. Well, when what? he said, when he said, well, okay, so he's like, you can just have, it. or he's like, I'm sorry. Bo-Katan basically says, like, oh, I can't just take it. And he starts to step forward and say, well, I'm not asking you to take it. I was like, oh, we're going to see a sick Bo-Katan Mando fight I scene. I thought about that, too. I yeah. thought that's what it was. And he's like, well, anyway, here it is. <laughs> like, okay. So, yeah, to, yeah. So, to answer, so to answer Corey's question is, you know, oh, is, is maybe Grogu the Mandalorian? Well, here's the thing. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible that he is one of the many Mandalorians, apparently, right. that Rick Famuyiwa or whatever is, is uh, projecting that there's... I'm sorry, I was reading something. Um, <laughs> completely got off topic. I, I well, someone texted it, me. It's possible that he's one of those Mandalorians that yeah. that this show will focus on because yeah. I mean, technically, Grogu is going to be a little Mandalorian. I mean, he right? is a Mandalorian I mean, technically. He's, he's going foundling. and and so um, you know, personally, I would like I would like to have some more focus on Grogu. He's yeah. not gotten a whole lot of attention this. Well, this for instance, this uh, episode six, season. he was in two scenes or like maybe Which, three scenes. You know, I think. I think it's it's good not to overdo sure Grogu you if you overuse him uh, oversaturate I guess with him it could it, I could see that causing some fatigue um but I feel like he's been under underutilized this season quite a bit honestly they've used him for little gags here and there but they've not really had much much focus on him and yeah and you know I, I'll be very curious to see what the last two episodes hold for us but right now and this might be shocking to you i don't know you you may feel the same way i really don't know but i think you're going to be a little shocked yeah right now i would say i prefer the book of boba fett over this season yeah that's a big statement right there um it's hard to say um because i think back on it and yes the book of boba fett also had some some pretty rough moments some weird pacing some some weird decisions but there's a lot in there i still think i really enjoyed uh-huh. And so far in this season of Mando, I've just, I've just, uh, I, I still have liked it, but it's uh, so much of it has been just kind of, huh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'll, I'll go that far. I think, I think I would agree. It, I maybe enjoyed it a little bit, but I just remember having so many trepidations about Book of Boba Fett, so it's hard for me to, to just commit to that <laughs> statement. But, but yeah, I mean, I will say, I mean, Book this- of Boba Fett took itself a little more seriously. It, compared this, to this season, this this season hasn't had anything close to like Grogu training with Luke Skywalker. I mean, that still that happened in the Book of Boba Fett, oh, which is wild. So crazy, it's wild to say, but it did. So I still, you know, stuff like that, having Ahsoka and Luke and Grogu and they're all together and and is way cooler than yeah. what's anything that's happened in this season of Mando. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think. I think that there's been some great moments in Mando season three. Um, there's, it's been really cool to see the Mythosaur and them going to actually back to Mandalore. I think there's a lot of really cool things, but I, I think, 
I think that, yeah, Bo- Bo- Book of Boba Fett did have some great moments, too, in, in terms of the pacing and some of the craziness that we see in this episode. I think it might have been <laughs> might have been better, but yeah. anyway. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and, and wrap her up because we talked about this for so long. I don't even know how long this episode has been. <laughs> it feels like it's been forever. <laughs> Welcome to Star Wars Celebration. Exactly. Uh, but also, um, you know, next next week we will cover the rest of what Celebration has to yeah, bring for us. So yeah. make sure you come back next week on, uh, if, well, Thursday, probably Thursday evening if you guys are yeah. Patreon members or on Saturday if yeah. you are not. Yeah. So um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this. Again, I, I, do, I kind of alluded to earlier when I thought we were ending. <laughs> uh, I do want to say that, again, no uh want everybody to know that that everyone's opinions are valid here of course um just because our opinions may contradict what you have doesn't mean that we think that you're wrong and we hope that you don't think that we're wrong because it is just a fictional uh you know series after after all so <laughs> as much as i hate to admit it um but hopefully you guys enjoyed this and, you know, Hey, give, give us some discourse. You know, if you, if you think, well, I don't know if I agree with that, you know, here's my thoughts. Hey, let us know in the comments. We would absolutely love to see your guys' differing opinions and, and, and some of the, 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 the points you want to bring up. Well, what about this? Or what about that? We would love to hear that. Or if you just want to com- or message us, we would absolutely love that too. But we, regardless of whether you uh, liked the episode, didn't like the episode, we thank you so much for listening today to uh, Jedi Eternal. And thank you so much for supporting us uh, by by participating in the in the you know, social medias and listening to the podcast. So we absolutely love you guys and we really appreciate it. Uh, we do humbly ask that you would like and follow us on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, for all these different places where we try our best to keep up with with the news and and try to do these discussions and. Uh, community things as much as we possibly can and furthermore if you like us please uh follow us on spotify and apple Podcasts, and again technically on youtube as well and if you would be so kind especially on those first two uh leave us a review that really does help but we thank you so so much for listening and we hope that you join us next week and uh last but not least may the force be with you and we thank you for joining